gentlemen, holy shit. Spoilers. 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 Turn this is now. Spoilers alert. Let's, let, let, let's tell them what we're spoiling. So, um, the four of us, uh, I'm Matt. Eddie. Bryce. Sam. We just uh, actually um, watched our, our first viewing of uh, Star Wars The Force Awakens. Uh, what follows is going to be our in-depth review of the movie, and it's going to be laden with spoilers. And as much as we want you guys to listen to the show, uh, do not listen to it unless you've seen the movie. Yeah, if or if you do not plan intention. to see it at all. Yeah, yeah. This exactly. is this is your warning because from here on out, you you shits over. Like we we take no blame. You're you're doing this to yourself. Yeah, yeah. So if you don't want to know what goes on, turn your shit off. But really, if you, if you don't plan on watching the movie, then you're not fucking listening to this anyway. So, and you're yeah, also yep. mentally fucking retarded. You might be. So I mean, no offense to the retards, but <laughs> I, I think that's that, that's the PC term. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, what the fuck? I didn't make him retarded. Yeah. <laughs> it's not my fault. I... Uh, unofficial title, um, which we're not going to put on there because it's a spoiler, but. My unofficial title is "Somebody's Got to Die." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Let's just pull that. Oh right, yeah, let's, yeah. Let's, let's get there. Let's get there. Yeah, let's, let's get, get there. there. Let's get there. So, um, I just want to say one thing when as we're opening this up, I at the end of it, like I said, you know, when oh my, I'm sorry. Uh, at the end of it, I really felt two things. One, that I should have been in there for a whole lot longer because it was that quick and I was that into it, and two. I really feel that this movie mirrored A New Hope really, really well in its pacing and its plot. I'm going to kind of disagree with you a little bit. Uh, I mean, there there was definitely key pieces that, that were very similar. Um, uh-huh. But my initial reaction of the movie was, this is exactly what episode three should have been. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, minus... Oh, there's, there's so much. A few much. things, but like... But the, I think the, you look at the construction of the plot and the way the pacing went and the way things were, it reminded me a lot of A New Hope, the very first one. This is this is one of the many strengths that the movie had. So first off, uh, I think it's pretty safe to say at this point, we fucking love the movie. Whatever faults we find with it, which Amen. I'm sure we found a little bit, Amen. we fucking love the movie. Like, yeah. ringing endorsement, you absolutely need to see this movie. You'll be pleased with it, I'm almost certain. Anyway, that said... Um, I kind of get what you're saying because there were some parts of the movie that definitely was a uh, direct homage and, and similar uh, framing sort of, you know, uh, pieces of the thing. But it was different enough to be yeah. uh, an original it story. Definitely. You know, there, there was definitely some callbacks, definitely some things that felt a little bit similar, but it was original enough on its own that you, that didn't take away. Like, I wasn't bored. It wasn't like I was watching oh, the God, same no. movie. It was yeah. it was much more complex than than oh for sure episode four yeah it, it was a uh it was the, the best kind of homage you know like <laughs> it's not a straight ripoff it's not a um rehashing or retelling it is a very much we want to make a good star wars movie and we want it to feel I, i'm sure with this movie they wanted it to feel like star wars the original movies felt mm-hmm. and one it, way that you do that is have a similar story structure but i mean it, there's so many dissimilarities that, that uh it, it is it, you know fantastically its own story so. I, I think the best way to put it is it ha- it had <clears throat> the spirit of the original trilogy yeah, as, and as... i think the way that and, and really why i'm feeling this is because i really felt like it started off this new trilogy in such a good way as, as much as as it kind of stuck with some of the uh hero's journey a little bit uh it there was enough 
plot variants that you weren't really sure whose journey that was. Yeah, for sure. For a good portion of the movie. I mean, true. You kind of get an idea, but there's a couple different characters that could be maybe, maybe not kind of a thing. And yeah. I, I fucking love that aspect of it. Like it, like going into the movie, I had no idea what the plot was. And even though I kind of knew, like, because the crawl gives you a good backstory and gives you a good place to start. Like I still wasn't confident that I knew where they were going with it. And to me, that was, that was the best part. I mean, just the fact that mm-hmm. it was, it was a new story and it absolutely kept me engaged yes. the entire time. Yeah. I, there, there were, as I was, I said this to Sam in the car on the ride over. We, we did our, we did our best to, oh, cheated, to not say anything. No, we no, did, I, I, I said this and then I said, swear. oh shit, I can't talk anymore. Eddie and I gave each other a roadhead <laughs> to stop from talking. To them. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Jesus, oh, I was you guys are more disciplined than we. <laughs> <laughs> Um. Oh fuck! I now I forgot what I was saying. I've been joking around so much. Shit, Sam. Do you remember what I what I uh, said? Yeah, there was very few yes moments yeah, yeah, yeah. that brought you out of the movie. Almost exactly. the entire movie, I was engaged. And like I said, for me, it felt like I was in the theater for forty five minutes, mm-hmm. not almost two and a half hours. Exactly. Like like they, because at the beginning, certainly there's always there's always a bit where you're feeling very meta in the theater. Like you're, you're kind of thinking about what you think about this scene. You know, does this look like the original star Wars? Is this, is this living up to what I'm thinking? And, and then at a certain point you just, you slide in the movie grabs you and you just oh, experience it. I know I, for me, I know exactly what that point is because I had that same feeling. Like first off, when we were watching it, you see the opening and you get the classic star Wars opening, you get the crawl and then you get a big shot of space and a big shot of mm. a terrifyingly large fucking spaceship. Yeah, um, for sure. Which was you know a great another perfect example of one of the tropes and things that makes star wars star wars done well so i really like that and but i was doing the same thing you're talking about like i was in that scene thinking okay this is you know this is what i expected this is what i wanted it to be this is what star wars is then we get some shots on uh jacku i think is where we were at yeah um and it kind of calls back you you know it jacku looks startlingly like tatooine don't you think just the one son i think but yeah yeah. just the one son and and their star destroyers crash landed everywhere which also just fucking beautiful backdrop like kind of want to i kind of want to hear that story Yeah. yeah For they, sure, the, the, I want to. I want to hear what happened on Jakku. Like the, the collapse of the empire hints. in general. Like, yeah, there, there's a lot. There's obviously thirty years of unexplained shit. From holy shit, we just killed the emperor and and blew up the the second Death Star. To you know, now <clears throat> okay, so we should we should kind of start to break this here's, down. Here's, hold on, before we dive into the movie proper, there's one okay. thing that I think needs to be addressed. Sure, the Coca Cola ad that led us directly into it. I had some mm-hmm. problems with it. Okay, <laughs> <What>? sure. <laughs> so. <laughs> No, okay. I actually started a thought there, and I want to finish it. So back to what Bryce was saying a second ago. So he, I'm like, serious about the cokehead. We're coming back right, to this. Right. We're coming okay. back to the cokehead. Okay. All right, all right. Real, wow. I think I can stay on topic for like the next ten minutes or so, and then I'm gone. So okay. I got to get this one out. Um, but I, but back to what Bryce is saying. You're kind of analyzing the movie. You're trying to get a feel for it. Like basically for me, it was like you know, like I'm, I'm kind of closed off. I've been hurt before. Is this going to be another Phantom Menace <laughs> kind of bullshit thing? Yeah. But the soon, the second when they were like chase running out towards the uh ship and they're like oh we can take the quad whatever the fuck yeah uh it, it might outrun him um <laughs> what about that ship over there oh that's garbage 
and then they blow up the quad thingy and they're like oh we'll take the garbage and it turns over and you see the falcon yeah oh and you're just roped that that's the moment right there i mean honestly I that like, could oh, be i'm on fucking board like yeah the girl in front of me is gonna have a hard time <laughs> untangling her hair for like a week oh yeah, yeah there's so. so much semen in her hair six six to midnight <laughs> like, <laughs> hey yeah i don't know what you're talking about that could be seconds. any carillion yt class freighter just yeah. any um, one of them anyway so the coca-cola ad and this is also the first time we get to see it called the YT Freighter. Yeah, the, in, like, on, screen. True, yeah. on screen. Yeah, for sure. Major nerd so cred to did JJ anybody else have a problem with the fact that the kid in the Coca-Cola ad was all nervous, showed this chick virtually no affection the entire time, and then in the movie, like, the movie starts, and he's like, hey, I'll be right back. Yeah. So you're this girl, and you're sitting there after being shown no affection for the rest of the date, and then all of a sudden he leaves? Oh, Yeah. He comes back, that chick's going to be two seats over giving some dude head. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. No, I I get what you're saying. And uh, I was, like, the Coke commercial, like, that whole thing, like, the parents, the the voiceover and all that stuff. Yeah, I was like, what the fuck is going on? These kids are obviously not, like, clicking at all. Yeah. I thought the kid was gay. Like, they 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 were trying to play... Are what they doing, were trying to do, I'll tell you what they're trying to do. I'll, I'll tell you Coke exactly. <laughs> they were trying to do. We, we had to. There was, there was lots of things that were bugging me about that. <laughs> what they were trying to do was obviously show that the kid was nervous and like didn't know how to act. But what they really kind of showed is that there was zero fucking chemistry between the two kids. And, that's that's and, that's where I was going with it too. Yeah, no, and and it's bullshit. And they were trying it's to they bullshit. were trying to to lay a, a a story of his parents over top of what we're yeah, seeing and that this parallel and that, that's that's like you know 30 years ago and kids today they're given head in the yeah, theater it's it's head hand job or just straight anal now, yeah. Matt, i need to point out the that that that's impressive you're not wearing your star wars pajama pants because i didn't even take my pants and that, off that's a bigger oversight than me forgetting the splitter for the headphones i had I'm wearing my shirt. All right. Uh, do I? Do we have to pause so I can get my pajamas? <laughs> no. We're, no. Let's dive into this because we Come really yeah, need to. We, I think I, we've I'm, been teasing we're all, people. We're all spewing at the fucking reins or whatever the hell the expression is. Yeah, to, I, don't, I don't think To get going. That's, that's, <laughs> <laughs> we're all jizzing at the reins. I'm just being sure, like, oh, that's sure what oh, expression you're, uh, you're referring to. <laughs> um, so, okay. From the get-go, as Eddie pointed out earlier, this movie, uh, in all seriousness, Coca-Cola out of side. This movie opens up exactly the way you want a Star Wars movie to open up, with the exception of one thing. There was no Fox fanfare. Yeah, that was I painful. was really disappointed by Under, that. Understand it, I expected it, but at the same time, there's still a little piece of me that but, went, meh, fuck. Actually, weren't you guys pretty happy because they could have done the whole big Disney bullshit that they, they did? Not. They, they, no, they, they did not. They, we got the Lucasfilm flash and flashy, shiny green a galaxy far, yeah. far away. So, but, oh man, that... You know what? I think the when this movie actually comes out on DVD, that's the first thing that people that rip copies are going to do. They're going to put the fucking Fox fanfare in front because that's that's kind of part of the experience of the Star Wars movie. I and you know honestly with the movie the way it is, I don't give that much of a shit, but it still it was a little, a little bit a little missing. bit you're just it like definitely mm, felt missing. It was definitely missing cuz you know when like the Lucasfilm, like the the their their title goes up, and I'm like, okay, yeah, this is great. And then all of a sudden, you that flashes up the title a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Like it was empty for me, a little bit. 
There was it happened nothing. a little fast. And I understand. And, and I'm re- well, one thing I really am glad for, and I hope you guys back me up on this one, is the fact that there was no Disney castle with a fucking firework and a slow pan over. Did we not just cover that? We, we were just saying that. Just I don't know where you're on so your So I agree. Phone, yes, sorry. I agree. <laughs> Maybe I was. So, yeah, yeah. Because part of the beginning of Star Wars, and I, I think, I think probably, <laughs> probably part of the reason that the first one was, was successful um, is the opening. And you've got this big, huge Fox fanfire, and then you've got you, you. Then it, you know, fades to black. You get the Lucasfilm, which is just like silent, and then it hits you with Star Wars, and it hits you with the theme. Like it, it goes from a huge fanfare to nothing to just boom. All right, and I'm gonna, this... I'm gonna lay down a line in the sand here. I'm gonna say, Han shooting first slightly more important than the absence of the fox fanfare <laughs> um i'm gonna agree with you so period. all right yeah let's get past the fanfare it wasn't it wasn't there there's nothing we can do about it i don't yeah. think any of us were particularly let's happy talk with for it. hours like if anything that. i would have liked that somebody gave fox just like a million dollars so they could use it at the beginning i don't i, I think I mean, it would have cost more i'm just saying fox would have held out they would have been like we want 10 percent of your gross probably douche anyway um (laughs) all right so um again like eddie pointed out though this movie started out the way you want a star wars movie to to begin we had the crawl um which laid out the backstory exactly the way it needed to be laid out um and then we see this just big ominous fucking shadow of a ship in space um and i don't know what kind of star destroyer that was no it, it looked to me like like the original Star Destroyer from Episode Four that you see in the very beginning of that one, it's like that one, but it's been added onto. It's elongated and like it's it, fatter. Like, like I, did, I didn't get the impression it. that it was the size of a Super Star Destroyer, but no. it was definitely bigger than a classic Star Destroyer. Yeah, it absolutely. Looked, it looked like a single story house versus a double or triple story house to me a little bit. Like yeah, there, yeah. versus a mansion with the Super Star Destroyer. The yeah, the Executor, that Vader's I, Vader ship. Yeah, it, yeah it not kinda, that big. It, it kind of was a little bit good because although you know Star Wars isn't hard science fiction uh there's no reason for aerodynamics in space like no. super destroyers aren't landing on planets any fucking time soon they're not purely not space vessels not on mostly purpose. mostly they're the ones that are crashed on let's yeah yeah yeah, yeah so sure. make it making it a little less aerodynamic you know it it still looks imposing it still looks like the uh um star destroyer you know so i really like that about part, the ship. part of it also is that it's not so clean yeah like they like everything imperial in the first couple movies are or most most imperial things in the first couple movies are very very clean um i mean clean in a 70s way so not not like super sterilized clean but very clean looking and and the outside of the star destroyers are pretty clearly models um this one though like it has a a, a good sense of realism and it's not too clean and how many times can you say clean? Cleaner than clean. He's feeling pretty dirty. L- I mean, it looks like he's looking. dirty. Yeah. Looks like he's got. I'm gonna make myself dirty. I'm gonna make myself All right, dirty. So uh. let's go a little further. Um, help me, because we've only all seen this once. Well, but the next scene after that, the next after scene you get the opening, got... we, is that where we see Kylo the so, first time? No, no, no. The, no. the opening. We've got Dameron Poe going to the village, and he's talking to oh, uh, right, right, Max Vonstadow. Right, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. 
who I don't know who that's like. I, yeah, I don't know who his character is supposed to be, but he's obviously somebody that's been in the know since the rebellion overthrew the yeah. emperor. Yeah, and mm-hmm. to I'm me, not sure. Are we supposed to know? Like, I, I, I didn't, get, they I didn't say. So. I don't think so. Like, I got the I got the feel like he was similar to Jandadana from the very first one. But that guy, Jandadana would be dead at this point in time. He's way, way so, too old. I just kind of assume that his character would, like, Matt, Matt did mention this in the car, because we couldn't help it either. Uh, there there was kind of a nod towards some of the Extended Universe stuff in there, and I was wondering yeah. if his character was something like that, because I didn't get as far into the Extended Universe. Nobody that I recognize, but... Uh, no, be, and, yeah. and Sam apparently figured the character name out, because so he's been doing some research. No, that yeah. was a character, Jandadana was a character from the very first No, 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 you, but you mentioned the character no, I name think, of, I think that's of the that actor, guy. Right? No, that's the actor, Max von Sydow. Is oh, okay, actor. okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. I thought your name and the character there. I was like, wait a second. Um, I think it's because so, it's actually Max von Sydow, and he insists on pronouncing it like he's from Sydow. the Star Wars universe. So, um, so, so yeah. The initial, <laughs> the initial, you, you get, you get the uh, large Star Destroyer essentially covering a planet, which, while paying homage to the to the original Star Wars and the way that those are all done. It was also done in a unique way, which I appreciate. But from there, we see uh, ships of stormtroopers coming down to the planet. Yeah, the dropships. The dropships yeah, were awesome. Exactly. And one of the things you notice almost right off the bat, too, is one of the stormtroopers just really isn't into it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you see that from the get-go. Before, before it's blatant, I mean, you kind of see you, you see hints to that effect. Um, you know, we're gonna the um, we'll probably talk about this more, but we get to another character pretty quickly in this one. So Poe Dameron is probably who you think I'm talking about, but I'm talking about BB-8. BB-8, so much, uh, you know, like we've already seen some of this kind of thing with movies like Wall-E, but so much emotion and um, what they did with BB-8, especially because BB-8 doesn't talk. You know, it's just like R2. There's just beeps and boops. Um, but the way that they managed to make that character emote when it's just a ball with a little dome on the top. Uh, was really impressive to me. Yeah, and I'm, I I remember when the the first stills from the movie came out, and the first time we saw any of these characters, BB-8 was one of the ones that was almost universally talked mad shit about at first. Yeah, for real. Um, and so anybody that talks shit about BB-8, go fuck yourself. After no, seeing we the can movie, fucking fight. Fuck it. I, I really loved BB-8. Yeah, like bitches. <laughs> I and, and one of the things I really liked about BB-8, and this goes along with the hype up to the movie, is the fact that you can tell throughout the entire thing the bb8 is really there he's an actual fucking robot yeah it's and not it's not a, it's not no, cgi no cgi oh, no holy faking. shit that is something we got to talk about right there that thought so bb8 is actually real you're talking about he's not cgi there was not a fucking second of this movie where i was like that's such shitty shit cgi i can't even look at it well and no. you look at it and i want to i want to talk about that for yeah definitely and we're gonna go a little bit ahead and i'm sorry but the base, the X-wing base that we're looking at, the the you know the one that they shot in England, yeah. like with all the different little like you've got the green, the grass, but the background, it's mountains. And the thing is, is we know England, and there's no fucking mountains in the background of England. But this took me out of that, like the CGI for this, and this is kind of going to your point. Like, there's no shitty CGI because the CGI did not take me out of the movie at all. And I was supremely happy because I knew where the scenes were filmed because I've read the reviews and I've read the talks about it. And so looking at it, like the mountains look real, the way they were portrayed. And like, I was really, really happy with that. Yeah. Um, so getting back to kind of how the movie opens, there's, there's, um, you find out pretty quickly that the stormtroopers are looking for something in particular. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and that happens to be a map. or uh, Much the same as the first movie. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, they're not plans of the Death Star, but this is, this is an actual map of... of well, they're, they're plans given to a droid see, by a main character. Known space. Mm-hmm. Um, we so get should, of... we, should we go into the crawl a little bit? Because yeah, actually, it's, that's it's kind of I important. Wanna, yeah. yeah, What I want to talk about a little bit. the crawl, for Bef- sure. Before we go to the crawl, one of the things that I want to point out, and I, I'll probably bring this up a couple more times when we get to them, but there's a lot of ways, going back to the whole, this movie is a great homage to the original, you know, like to Star Wars and New Hope, I think, um, in a lot of ways. But one of the things that I liked is that there's a lot of elements that really mirror mm-hmm. A New Hope. So, for example, this is one way that this sort of mirrors A New Hope a little bit. Um, in A New Hope, of course, we're looking at uh, the Death Star plans. We've got secret inf- intel on the big bad guy. In The Force Awakens, we've got secret intel on the good guy. Um, yeah. So there's a lot of moments like that in the movie where um, the, the the plot is similar but in sort of a, a an opposite pole you know like a polar opposite sort of way it, but but it's really satisfying the way that they accomplished it so anyway let's talk about the crawl yeah so when eddie mentioned that we have intel on the good guy the good guy of course in this case is is luke skywalker we find out through the through the crawl uh before the movie actually opens that uh he's gone he's disappeared mm-hmm. missing um and the uh the resistance uh which is i there's there's a there's a couple factions of government. They talk about the first order, which of course is is the remnants of the empire. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also a the republic. republic. Um, right, presumably the the evolution of of the uh, old republic slash slash kind of what the empire and what the, what all the government sort of turned into. Sure, and then there's a resistance, which I'm not sure why the republic and the resistance are. I, I don't know yeah. why there's a separation between the two, and, but and why not call it the rebellion? I guess there's no empire to rebel against at this point, but yeah, I mean the first order is kind of doing their best to try and reclaim territory, but at this point, like yeah. the republic is is the republic, yeah, uh, would be my my suspicion. But um, yeah, the larger parts aren't fleshed out particularly well, but the the resistance needs Luke Skywalker, and so they're going to great lengths to try and track him down, which is what brought Poe Dameron to Jakku right. in the and first it, place, and it, and it does also tell us that Luke Skywalker is the last Jedi Knight. So that tells us right in the beginning, obviously, if you're thinking about the the title of the movie, The Force Awakens, you're thinking that probably the Force is at this point asleep and through the course of the movie, it will awaken. So it, it makes sense. And the crawl kind of um, reinforces that there's there's not a lot of Force use going on. Um, you're you're kind of going back to that time period when Han Solo thought that the Force was some old wizard tricks and magician shit that that was no match for good blaster at your side. Yeah, I mean, we we it's it's evident pretty early on in the movie that we don't automatically go back to a period of time where there's a shit ton of Jedi running around, you know, doing good deeds and whatnot. Like, uh, in fact, the the crawl even specifically says that Luke was planning on training new Jedi. We're gonna come back to this thought, but at this stage in the movie, I was kind of pissed off because I was not pissed off in a like at the movie tell or storytelling, but like. I was kind of pissed off because I was hoping that they're not hoping, but I was expecting that that would have been a natural evolution. The next thing Je- um, Luke would have done was train Jedi. So yeah. Anyway, yeah. Remember that right. when we talked about the, a couple well, of plot points forward. So, I mean, if we're going to go over the crawl, the crawl does state that, that Luke was training Jedi, I believe. And, yeah. and that yeah. there was one, one student in particular that, that caused him to stop and sort of go crawl? into yeah. reclusion, yeah. Okay. you know, and or, or Han Solo explains it. 
It's, right. it's he possible. Does, he does pretty early on. You right? figure it out early in the movie. I don't yeah. remember if it's the crawler or if it's or if it's solo, but yeah, at, at some point, uh, Luke was training the next or a class of Jedi, the next the next uh, generation of Jedi, and there there was a one particular student that that went bad, and that uh, convinced Luke that you know everything was not worth it. It wasn't worth tr- uh, putting an evil out there. So he he's kind of gone to become a recluse at this point. Yeah. Um so now that now that we know why they're on Jakku, um now we now we enter uh two bad guys actually besides the stormtroopers. We we see um Captain Phasma who is mm-hmm. fantastic. I I mean Captain Phasma was in very few scenes, but Every scene that she, they were that she was in, I'm just gonna call her the Chrome Trooper. The Chrome um, Trooper. Can I call yeah. her the Chrome Trooper? I think she's a little not quite. I don't think she's quite gonna get the fandom that the that this character does. But I think she's a little like Boba Fett. Like she's she she does tend to, and probably it's because she looks like a giant shiny stormtrooper dildo. Yeah, um, <laughs> she does kind of steal the show a little bit. She does, and uh, and I loved it. Like every time she was in there, I was paying attention to her. I was focused on her. I expected with the uh, amount of press thinking. this character has gotten that she would have maybe been a little bit more uh, prevalent. Yeah, but less is kind of more in this situation because as Sam pointed out, she was good in every scene that she was in. Yeah. Um, but then we also meet Kylo Ren for the first time, and yeah. he is a oh. Fucking badass. One thing that I want to like piggyback on that comment, like she dominates every scene she's in, even though she's in her stormtrooper armor, she emotes really, really well, similar to BB-8, and you kind of get that feeling just coming off of her, and it's great. And, and if you're gonna go that direction too, you also have to give that nod to Finn, who when yeah. he was still in his stormtrooper garb, yes did you a really a, good job of emoting that yeah was, you get a good yeah. sense of emotion even though you cannot see face you cannot see eyes like this is a pretty classic problem especially you know like iron man's another good example where you can't get any of that emotion so iron man cheats they just show you tony's fucking face under the helmet yeah um yeah th- this this is quite a bit different which is um really well done i thought so yeah it's anyway. it's, it's it's some very well done uh body language which is a very important part of acting but i think also something that we as an audience don't often notice. Yeah. Because with actors, a lot of times, you know, things are going off their faces, their their tone, what they're saying. But in this case, you don't really have any of that. But you could absolutely tell that, you know, he he kind of, uh, our our character Finn, um, you know, finds and, and goes to a fallen colleague and, and uh, the colleague apparently isn't wearing gloves or maybe just, Whatever. It's the first time. It's the first time, by the way, we see blood in a Star Trek. Uh, Star Trek. Good Lord. Star Wars movie. Um, no, it isn't. Isn't it? No. no. We see blood in A New Hope when Obi-Wan cuts the dude's arm off. In, in yeah. The movie. It, it is. Oh, it is you know, very that's just so later. shitty blood. That That's terrible blood. But um, what, what we see in this is, <laughs> is blood smeared across uh, Finn's helmet, which... Uh, really kind of serves to point out hey this is the stormtrooper that you guys are supposed to be paying attention to yeah God, there's um, so much in this movie too which is a little bit you know i i mean i'm a little bit like ah eh, that was kind of a blah moment but it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't terrible you know it, it was just a little bit obvious i i, I think it yeah, adds I to the i think it adds to the character a little bit of fen because he's very obviously shocked mm. i agree by the, by the blood um and, and yeah he got ptsd fast yeah I think he just was like, what the fuck am I doing? 
It's yeah. like, I really was working gone. on shitters, and then all of a sudden, yeah. <laughs> well, no, you look at it, and and I'm gonna go with with Matt. You know, this the the blood, the smearing of the blood. It's less of a hey, let's identify this guy, and it's more of a let. He's shocked. He no, it was both. He's looking at what's going on. The 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 stormtroopers assaulting the village. The stormtroopers killing everybody, and his friend lying there, and with the blood on him. He's like, what the fuck am I doing? It was it was both. I think I think it was a good way to serve you know that that um sort of like let's let's show Finn being shocked a little bit. But I think it was also because if there's fucking ninety dudes in white helmets, how the hell are you going to tell which one's Finn? And you can't tell all by body language. So it was a good yeah. way to highlight and, the and character. But honestly, with the way he was acting, I I probably i feel like i could have told by body language um and maybe uh, yeah, you know maybe. It, sometimes in a movie you're like you look at it and this is one of those moments where i looked at it and i'm just like oh that's a device you know that's that's what they're using so that we could identify the stormtrooper and sometimes they, there are devices that you don't notice and i think that that's generally yeah better i, I had but, that same thought so i don't blame you yeah but 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 going into the intro of the movie it certainly doesn't take me out but it was one of those one of those sort of meta moments where I'm looking at it and I'm I'm kind of thinking about, you know, what am I th- going to think about this later? It wasn't obviously important in the scheme of things. I, I think it's okay. I'm fine with it. I know I'm this fine particular with case it. because it, one of the things that Star Wars has always been really good at, um, at least the original trilogy, was that it appealed to both younger audiences and older audiences. Um, and I think that's probably one of the things that this movie was doing um, in terms of. They they were trying to appeal to a younger audience by making it a little bit easier to understand what was going on without putting Jar Jar Binks in a movie. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like you mean it's, Darth Jar Jar. It's it's a way to bring a younger audience into it without catering to a younger audience. There's there's nothing to say that Snoke isn't actually Jar Jar. Well, Just first figured. off, okay, we're getting his farther. eyes aren't on stocks. Okay, uh, but uh, but he's got anymore. a giant scar on his head. Oh, so plastic surgery. surgery. Yeah, yeah, he does have a giant scar on his head. Anyway, right, we're so getting far ahead of us. We we need to talk about another big character introduction at this point. Kylo Ren's lightsaber. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which, fuck Kylo. Which is which is kind of a There's character of its own. No, no, no. So here's 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 my initial impression of it because I didn't really get this impression from the pre, uh, any of the trailers that we saw necessarily. Um, but you notice pretty quickly his lightsaber. Not only does it have the cross guard looking thing on it, it's fucking big. Like it's like a Scottish claymore. Yeah. Oh yeah. god. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. It dominates. I actually, from the previews, when they show the shot of of the woods fight, uh, the fight in the woods in the snow, I did get that impression. So I'm, yeah, I'm just saying, I, I'm I mean, you I might, you might not have gotten that, but I, I a little bit, a little bit, but I did. Um... No, it it is ominous on screen, and it, it's okay. First off, it's great because Kylo Ren's lightsaber is an extension of the character Kylo Ren. Yes, and, and first off, it is a fucking badass saber. Like this is one of my favorite sabers. I think in the movies, etc., extended it, universe, it, it is, literally crackles with power. Like it just it like there's nothing clean. But well, and the, it's raw. The, it's the, yeah, raw uh, unrestrained. Hell. It looks pissed off it looks like a saber that has just fucking had the worst day ever and is so pissed off and i love that about that because that that you get really quickly the sense that that's who kylo and, ren is and a that's bit. telling too because later on you do see kylo ren like lose it yeah he so, loses it more than this, once too which yeah is awesome. he's got some anger management issues for <laughs> yeah. um, gee i wonder if they're daddy issues um <laughs> let's uh not to not to jump into that too oh, quick but um the 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 saber, the saber is fucking 
brutal. Yeah, and it is. The depiction it is unrefined of him and brutal. as a force user, and this is going back to our comments earlier of the stuff about Yoda and things like that. Looking at them as force user, the force user, the depiction of him as that is spectacular. Um, there's there's a scene where he freezes a blaster bolt. And I right in the beginning. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's right in the yeah, beginning. Yeah, you see that. That's one of the first. In fact, major... Poe is shooting at him. Yeah. yeah, that's why that happens. It in... was ridiculous, just how it just held my attention. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. out of left field. Oh yeah. We know. We already know that like blasters aren't going to be you know good ways to take down Jedi or Sith or something like that because they can just turn around and block it with a lightsaber. That happens all the time. So when he just fucking stops a blaster bolt, like I literally like sat back and I was like, holy shit, what yeah, are we well, dealing with it, here? Fucking hell. It's pretty. Okay. So uh, this is one of the things I really liked about the movie is that it shows you new things about the force, which uh, I, I do like. And I figured I figured it'd probably be part of it, um, but it also doesn't show you anything that really surprises you. It's something that that's that you're like, oh, shit, that's fucking cool. But it's not like, oh, that. They wouldn't be able to do that. That's stupid, you know? Here's here's what I dig about the plot and, and how they use the Force. Through the entire movie, there isn't a single use of the Force that was done to progress the plot. Yeah. We talked about in Phantom Menace Thank how you. they super Thank speed you. run yes. one time mm-hmm. and then never do it again. Super jump Actually, one time. Actually, this is one of my small problems with the movie, and we'll come back to it. There's no speed running. There's, is that what you don't like? There's, no, there's <laughs> no. no using the force to we, progress the plot. We get a little far ahead into the story about w- one of the problems I have with force depiction in this movie, um, which I don't want to talk about quite yet because, again, I don't want to you know blow the load early. So, so that being said, um, they capture Poe. Yeah, mm-hmm. when he when he shoots it at. Uh, Kylo Ren, he just he stops the blaster bolt. In fact, Kylo Ren uh, holds the blaster bolt and Poe with the Force. Yeah, until until uh, the stor- stormtroopers go and grab him. Mm-hmm. So, and then we find out what a dick Kylo Ren is because he immediately orders all of these innocent people killed. Yeah, yeah, like he's got you know, no compassion for anybody. My, exactly. No compassion. There's no compunction. It's like kill them all and then let's get the fuck out of here. It, it was I, very first uh, first reg to me, like. I figured it out very, very early because uh, as we were talking about Kylo Ren's lightsaber at the very beginning, he fucking claymores the shit out of the old dude who yeah. gave Poe the, the, the plans for the Death Star. I mean, oh, the map, <laughs> so <laughs> the, the piece of the map. So, uh, yeah, he, he kind of sets him down on his knees, turns his lightsaber on and just fucking brutally slashes him in two. To to Eddie's point too, um, and we'll get to this later too. There is a, a lot of uh, content having to do with the First Order that is very, very reminiscent of Nazi Germany. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, oh certainly. I, oh, which yeah. I'm sure is deliberate. I mean, yeah. it, oh, it yeah. is so blatant. No it has to yeah. be deliberate. Um, I, I well, I think I think if you want somebody to hate the villain in your movie, that's a pretty easy way. Like, make the villain Hitler. Oh, well, we can't just use Hitler. Well, he was in 1942 Germany on Earth. Well, yes. Okay, we'll make Hitler, but make him, you know, an un- make 32. him Captain Hux or whatever the fuck his name was. Was that his name? I it think was, it was Hux. Uh, it was a general. It was general general Hux. Hux. General yeah. Hux. Okay. So my, my thing so, here, my, my, my thing really quick, just, just sure. to, to the Nazi point. This makes sense to me for, for multiple reasons. Um, but the primary one is that we've only had 30 years since the Emperor died. 
there's obviously a gigantic power vacuum. Something has to fill that vacuum, and it's not going to be something that is that is uh, you know insidious. It's not something that that kind of has a long term plan that takes a while to get into place. Uh, this this sort of a Nazi mentality that's going to rile up the people immediately. This is the kind of thing that builds you giant fucking planet-sized weapons. Yeah, yeah. So, here again, giving away plot points early on. You know, you know, like honestly, it, obviously, people that are listening to this have seen the movie. Yeah. So we're we're yeah. hoping we're 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 going over this in kind of excruciating detail, probably for those people. So yeah. they're not going to mind. Here's here's one of the things I like about the next scene of the movie. So we've captured Poe and. <laughs> Kylo Ren has ordered him on to onto the transport ship to take back. Yep. So they're on this big, massive, bigger than normal Star Destroyer. You find out two things. You find out, one, that this particular division of stormtroopers are not clones. Mm-hmm. Correct. They are actually uh, infants that are taken at birth, basically, and programmed, essentially. Well, we don't really find that until later. Uh, but it's pretty. They it, they, they, they make they, it clear, but at the same time, it just talks they, about the programming. They, yeah, it talks it, about the programming. So you you kind of know at that point. And like I, I wasn't sure if they were fucking grown in tubes which, or what until later in the movie. Yeah, which, and so. I and I want to congratulate JJ on this because for me, and not to toot my own fucking horn, like I I've got my degrees in history, and it really calls back for me the Ottoman Empire and the Yanissaries of the Ottoman Empire, which are Christian boys taken and programmed at a very young age to become these muslim warriors and so for me that's what this is doing for me and it's creating this type of thing and it's based in reality it's something in which i can look at me like oh fuck yeah that's for real i can see that happening similar to the to the nazi germany yeah references same. and things like that too. yeah very um, similar yeah so <clears throat> the second thing we find out on this in this and this is probably one of the more important pieces of it very much like A New Hope, or Star Wars, if you will, you also find out that Kylo Ren is actually kind of not in charge. Um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's not that he's not in charge because he's like the apprentice and not the master. It's There's a very, very much Tarkin-like character kind of holding his leash um, in the form of General Hux. Which I loved the conflict between Kylo Ren and Hux. I thought it added a layer to the story. It was a little right. more blatant because yeah. Vader actually kind of cowed to Tarkin a little bit. Whereas Hux, but, Kylo Ren isn't really sold on. and That's true. But uh, neither am I, though, because that dude's like 40 or something. Like, like, like he's got to be old and shriveled you know, up in order to get respect. Like, <laughs> like, like, I, I, I'm just thinking, like, like it's the kind of thing where, where if if I'm looking at this guy that's in charge of, you know, obviously thousands of troops and a, and a fucking weapon, um, I, I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just like, well, how old to are that, you? This is that like, point, like, and to to what Matt said, you know, Ren isn't sold on Hux, but Hux at the same time really chafes against Ren. Yeah, he's not sold on Ren either. And like I think that true. I think that Hux, he's this young, enthusiastic leader who has made his way up through the ranks to where he is. You know and he is the face of what the new order wants to be, this first order. What bugged me about the Hux and Ren dynamic a little bit, and I don't know if this really bugged me, but if you think about how Vader so like Vader got a little lip in the beginning of A New Hope. Uh -huh. So he choked a motherfucker out. Like that was the end of that dude. Um, and so when Hux starts getting all lippy, like I, I almost half expected like Ren's going to turn around and chop him in half. So that to me gave a little bit weight of weight to the Hux character because he was important enough that Ren didn't just turn around and cut his fucking head off. 
<clears throat> it's one of those situations where um you find out in, in very quick succession that there's another big bat out there yep. that we haven't met yet um, yeah. in the form of the Supreme Somebody leader. else is actually yes. holding the leashes on both of them, essentially. Yeah. Which is why he probably didn't cut Hux's head off. Right. And and we know, and that actually sets up the um, how big of a bad that is to me a little bit because Ren is purely unbridled power at this point in the movie. Um, and, and just gets more so throughout the course of the movie. So, I mean, he could have taken him down. A pay. I mean, if it's just the two of them, I don't think Ren would have hesitated to just kill them. Oh know? my god! I, and I might be jumping ahead a little bit, but I really, really need to bring up what I what I think. Unless I remember something else later, um, what I think is my favorite use of the Force in the movie, which is fucking Ren choking a motherfucker out off the ground and then using the Force to drag him to, to, to him and then him. Yeah. physically actually choking yeah. him, not yeah. just yeah. force choking. He starts out force choking and then he pulls him in and he just fucking actually well, chokes and this, him. This, oh. what you're talking about comes after an explosion of rage where he takes his lightsaber and he chops up a console on his own ship. Yeah. yeah. Like, can, we, can we talk about, uh, speaking of that, can we talk about humor in this movie? There was, there was a lot of it, but it was well-placed. Yeah. Oh. yeah. I exactly really enjoyed, well I, I enjoyed that dynamic. I never laughed inappropriately, I don't think. Like, I was always chuckling at a time which I felt was appropriate. Well, like, yeah. the first instance for me was the, probably um, when they're running through and, and you get a little, a little bit of the banter between Ray and, and, and Finn. Um, and then, of course, the Falcon joke. The Falcon joke, to me, just oh, absolutely great. killed. Here's, here's the thing about the humor, and, and I just want to touch oh, on this really actually, quickly. Sorry, I remember the very first instance is actually when they're talking to Poe uh, um, and Kylo's interrogating him. They grabs him for the first time and Poe looks at him and he's like, so do I talk first or do you talk first? <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, I, yeah. And oh, shit. I, I just remembered a point that I really wanted to make, which Fuck is you. Wait, man. I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. Because <laughs> it comes up really early in the movie. Sure. And, and I think that it's important to the comparisons between this movie and A New Hope. And that is the fact that Poe looks 70s as fuck yeah oh, he really does yeah. he looks he really 70 as so as soon as you see him that kind of brings you into the di- dynamic of the first movie and you're, you're immediately just like oh shit okay okay it's not you know like the the prequels really didn't have any of that it, it looked very much up to date but poe who's is kind of the first big character we're introduced to uh he looks 70s as fuck with the jacket and the hair and everything oh yeah what he looks like it... 70s nick miller is what he looks like oh hell yeah what would <laughs> so, have, what would have made it more 70s do you think finn should have had a big giant a fucking, fucking fro, fro? <laughs> so a fro bell bottoms he's like he'd have been orlando hey there, <laughs> the only stormtrooper with bell bottoms he, he pulls he pulls the uh helmet off and there's Salt. a pick in it <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so how are you doing, sorry. Chewbacca? <laughs> <laughs> you job, turkey. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> Shit. Anyways. So, okay, sorry. Sorry to interrupt you, Matt, but I, I felt that was important you, at this point. Yeah. So, okay, so the humor in the movie. Here's the part where I was on my guard. Because the last Star Wars movies that we saw that had a pretty significant amount of humor in them, um, especially episode one of Phantom Menace. And That's pop- racing it no I'm, wasn't I'm, humor. I'm referring to jar jar banks mostly uh because that's what they tried to they used him as comic relief quite a bit and so when i when the first little bit of humor came across my spine kind of bristled up a little bit and then i quickly realized that this was humor that was done well very well like there it wasn't out of place because poe is kind of an asshole mm-hmm. oh yeah he is i yeah. mean he's just oh, yeah. been caught 
he's fearless. You can tell that by the way he pilots a ship later on anyway. But yeah, I mean, you, you kind of don't know that, although the crawl does tell you he's the best pilot in the fleet. And, and, and P.S. like that. Not only is he an asshole, but he's cocky as fuck. Well, he's the best don't, pilot in the fleet. Don't yeah. you get the dynamic that like he's a sort of a similar in character archetype to Han Solo. Oh yeah. No, of he course. He is the next comes Han out Solo. With, comes out with a jacket and everything. And I I was still I'm, I'm, I'm going to we'll get to a point later on where I'm I'm not necessarily going to disagree with you but there's a character that's a little bit more reminiscent oh, of Han. We will. But, so, but <laughs> when, yeah. when I was watching that that was the first thing I was yeah. thinking is oh this this is a very Han Solo like character. Yeah, Poe yeah. almost as, kind of actually struck me as a little bit more Skywalker-esque because he was a very accomplished pilot as well and so was his father and what you know what i mean like yeah. that's just kind yeah, of i'm i'm with eddie on this one and i was still kind of in meta mode at that moment like we were talking about before like i was still thinking about what i was seeing um and i, I was very much i was at first you know i was just like oh boy okay so he's the han solo character yep but it very much departed from that yep really quickly which yes yeah, which you know that that put me right back into it, and and you know I'm totally fine. I, I think with they it. did a little bit of that kind of shit in very intentionally. Oh yeah, I think it was yeah. definitely yeah. on purpose. Uh, we we got to get back into this too because there's a lot to cover. Yeah, and we're not that far. We're not. We're not, we're not moving fast, guys. <laughs> and that, folks, is the first five minutes. Yeah, <laughs> not it, moving it's, fast. It's probably it's ten. Probably 40, ten or forty-five yeah. minutes. We're into the show now. Um, so the hesitant stormtrooper makes his next appearance, though. Like he shows up. Uh, basically tells the other stormtroopers, hey, Kylo Ren wants this guy brought to him. And instead of that actually being well, the case, he's like... Before you get there, uh, let's talk about... I, and I just want to mention this. like, You see the hesitant stormtrooper kind of go onto the ship, take his helmet off to breathe and kind of process... And gets in trouble And from gets Phasma. in trouble from Phasma and told to go to reprogram. Right. And so like, you can already see a couple different things. Bryce was mentioned PTSD, but not just that. Like, There's a panic of a what the fuck is going on? Yeah. Like, it's like he's awake for the first time. Yeah, for sure. And then it goes into what you're talking about is he's like, you guys can fucking head out. Yeah. So he goes in and grabs Poe under the uh, pretense that he's taking them to Kylo Ren when in fact he's actually taking him to a fucking TIE fighter to fly him the hell out of there. Which, side note, did anybody ever think about how the fuck you board TIE fighters before? Because yeah. I sure didn't. No. Nope. I loved no. how they did that. Yeah. <laughs> and the leash. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The right? leash was awesome. <laughs> I was well, wondering about that. Like, I, I, I was kind of hoping that 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 was some sort of like, um, you know, refueling. I assume that's probably what it was. It, not, yeah. not just like, oh, not these, just a. We shouldn't. Not just a tether. Every, <laughs> every time we turn left or something, these go flying onto the other side <laughs> of the room. It's a real hassle. We have to pick them all up. Yeah. One thing that I do want to say is, I never thought of a Tie Fighter as a two-person space vehicle. Uh, the original ones weren't. No. And so that added little complexity that the second person sitting behind and facing away, just looking at computer screens. That that's the way I saw him uh, when Finn well, when he well, was in the there. gunner. It also was the gunner. It, it also he, makes it so you can aim the gun. Yeah, instead and of that's just what straightforward. Gonna, also, yeah, we right. have to understand too that we're probably not seeing the 1977 Star Wars: A New Hope Tie Fighter from you know when. Yeah, the, this is oh, this yeah, is yeah, definitely no, something is, where the the first order was like, you know what, maybe that didn't work. Let's. This much, is the evolution much, of much a TIE like fighter. the Star Destroyer, the X Wings. Everything is a little bit different. But not love the new X Wings, by the way. Not like yeah, the stealth oh, X Wings. Hell yeah. yeah! Oh my! <laughs> oh. All right, Sam. So yeah, oh yeah. God. I know. I, I know. Love the X Wings. We gotta get to the next part. Yeah. So we gotta introduce our next major character. Yeah. Which is so Ray. we've we've do we 
Yeah, we do meet Ray a little bit before they actually escape. Ray's yep. spelunker. Yeah, yeah. We, Ray's the spelunker. Yeah, she's she's in this big cavernous area, and you're not really sure what it is. I mean, when you watch, I mean, if you've seen the trailer, you know what it is. But, I know what it was. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. but it pans out, and you find out like this is actually a crashed star destroyer that she's looting essentially mm-hmm. uh, for something it wasn't money they were giving her it was portions rat portions yeah they were giving her well or portions of portions to be fair like a quarter portion half portion yeah fractions of portions they're like we'll give you a dinner roll if you go you know risk your life and almost die a little bit yeah um so we see her doing this um she cashes out her 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 loot for a quarter portion uh takes it back and makes a really really quick looking dinner roll yeah yeah yeah, which i was watching that and i was looking at i was like huh that's fucking cool. That was my meta moment for the movie because I wasn't really sure they'd never really done things like that before, and that almost yeah. seemed a little bit Star Trek to me. How quickly what, mean, and easy it was. You mean pouring blue milk no. on on uh, Tatooine? I actually really, I actually really liked that because it was kind of a, um, it was an, a little bit of an addition to the lore. Like it, we haven't yeah. seen any of that, and the only reason we haven't seen any of that is because there hasn't been a good reason to have that on the screen. I, I don't necessarily mean that I disliked it. It just made me stop and think for oh, a minute. Oh, it did. It did. I did the same thing. I, I was stopping and thinking too. Like, what is she doing with that? And I was like, I assumed she was going to eat some shitty looking soup. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, so when it, I was like, "Why is she stirring Whoop. acid?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was kind of my thing, and then I was like, "Oh, it's a, it's fucking bread." So one of those like, few moments that slightly takes you out of the movie. Which, yeah, yeah. Which, they, like I said, there were but not very in a bad few. way, but not very, in a bad no, way either. It was just one way. of those things where I was like, "Huh." No, as soon as you see the roll, you're just like, "Ah, oh, it's fucking cool." <laughs> All right, move yeah. on. <laughs> um, so she's doing. What the fuck are you doing? I'm fucking listening to you. Fucking go. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Anyway, um, so we see her eat, and then she's out just chilling, uh, sitting what we presume is outside of her house, just kind of hanging out. Um, chilling. Yeah. And then um, as we pan out, we realize it's it's a fallen AT-AT that she's resting against. Which is which was which badass. Was really and badass. One of the first big pops of the movie, yeah. too. Yeah. And one thing I want to say is the, the Battle of Jakku, uh, or, well, Jakku, where they're at, really does a good job of showing a scene which we've seen in the game Battlefront. If you've played Battlefront and you have the add-on for the Battle of Jakku, they really show this with that scene. I'm I'm going to say the game does a good job. Oh of yeah. No, 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 no yeah. the movie <laughs> yeah. rather than vice versa. Yes, for sure. <laughs> what? For sure. And I fucks. like as a person who's played the game and I'm not going to say extensively but quite a bit, uh I was really pleased by this. Sam has been off social media for three days, so basically he's either been playing Battlefront or masturbating furiously. More yeah, masturbating yeah. furiously than Battlefront. Admittedly. Actually, why not both at the same time? Um, because you need both hands on the controller and Buttons get sticky. so yeah. But you pile it with like the okay, whatever. You tape a <laughs> flashlight to it. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, I'm gonna have to try that next. It's like time. the like... weirdest rumble pack ever, <laughs> <laughs> but it's so. Could good. I borrow one of these like mic stands to put a flashlight into and take home? You own one of the mic stands. I'm yeah. taking this motherfucker. <laughs> Dude, just mount it to your bed. That's gonna be a lot more robust. Oh hell yeah! Uh, so anyway, uh, masturbation aside, <laughs> we we see the ATAT, um, and then that's when that's when um, our our female lead. Uh, whose name is Ray? We find out later on. Actually, it's quite yeah. We a while find it later we... on that that her name is Ray. We don't actually know that until her and Finn have met. But yeah, um, she meets BB-8 for the first time. She meets our droid, lead. Uh, our wayward droid, 
who is transporting the map the to map. Luke Skywalker, which we yes. know is there because they're talking about it constantly. Well, yeah, and and we we do see Poe throw it in there and say, "Hey, get the fuck out of here as far as you can." Yeah, um, and there's there's a there's a pretty good character development scene too because um, it shows her going to town with BB-8 the next day and she's hawking more wares and whatnot. She has an opportunity to actually sell the droid for uh, I'm gonna say probably more portions than she's ever seen. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and turns turns the offer down. No, wait. At this point, they did they know about bb-8 i don't believe they did no. so why the, the fuck did he want him that much because it was an intact droid like the whole thing that the, that she's hawking is pieces of yeah. tech from this star destroyer so the the fact that there's this like perfectly intact working little droid i think was the big draw yeah I, I got the feeling it was like um so i collected a bunch of scrap metal and a battery today what do you give me for that and then she brings up a whole working like you know computer system etc yeah in comparison so that that was kind of like a you know you haven't brought anything worth nearly this kind of cash and so that's why um you know anyway. I will just nut fucking portions all over your face until you yeah. give me that well, neck and also chest. we see uh the idea that the first order is reaching out to people to try and get this little droid added into and so we've got the chase is set up of let's get the droid and what the droid has and there's lots of people looking for it um I don't think they knew that yet though. Uh, yeah, it's, we get the uh, the, the it's vendor. It's not long after, though. Yeah, the vendor not... says it as she's leaving. No, the vendor, well, he says, the I, vendor want says, the droid, he says I want the droid. He says I want the droid. That everybody's looking for it yet. No, that's just the vendor being a douche. He's, it's, he's it's just like, saying it's not much. She's later got something valuable. No, I want. It, I'm mixing them up then because it's like right along the same scene. There. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of it's it's not long after that because then we go back to the star destroyer. Kyler runs talking. He's saying, "Oh, can your guys like." get this thing alive or Especially what? Especially since you just lost that guy who escaped with a, you know, valuable, valuable prisoner. Exactly. Yeah. Um, which, which is what, this is where we actually come up next too. We see Finn wake up. Uh, yeah. Which apparently, uh, there, there are parachutes on TIE fighters. Who knew, right? Like parachutes <laughs> in space. <laughs> well, the, the TIE fighter is not solely a space vehicle though. There are, they do enter atmosphere. Yeah. So it's, that's realistic to me. I don't, I don't have a problem with it. No, I don't have a problem with it. I just, like, it's one of the things that made me stop and chuckle a little bit. Yeah, they don't seem like primarily an atmospheric vehicle, though. No, 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 they're not. I mean, obviously, that's not the primary function, but it is something that can happen. I don't know if you've heard. They're they're short-range fighters. But this is a difference. This is another difference, another evolution from uh, A New Hope. In A New Hope, they primarily are a space vehicle. That's why you guys are all sitting around saying they're primarily a space vehicle. But think about where we see TIE fighters in this movie. They're on planets completely. Yeah, we see them. We yep. see them in atmosphere more than anything else. Yep. yep. Yeah. In fact, in fact, uh, except for the escape from Jakku, really. Unlike, well, the escape from the actual Star Destroyer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what I meant. Sorry, I was gonna say, unlike unlike the previous Star Wars iterations, most of the battle scenes take place on or near the planet surface. On this yeah. one, there's the there's, there's yeah the the fighter scenes. Well, battle scenes in general, though. Well, yeah. I mean, well, yeah. that's kind of been true too. Like in Empire, it's in Cloud City. That, that's where you see most of the you, fighting there, uh, on Endor. No, there's there's a lot of space battle scenes where they're either escaping uh, from the Death Star or uh, whatnot. There's yeah. there's there's several yeah. battle scenes that take place in space. Whereas in this one, um, to Bryce's point, a lot of them are very very in in close proximity to a, a surface of some sort. Um, which also makes me very happy that the CGI is. Uh, sparsely used and well used i don't even know how sparsely it's used it's just used very well so right it's used well enough that i only noticed well, a few pieces of it really so there's 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 um 
there's a couple things and one of them we've gotten to this is one of the, this was one of my minor gripes with with the film um the stupid bird pecking at the piece of metal yeah that was obviously kind of yeah. one of those things and eddie that and i took me so far out of the movie i was like why the hell is this here eddie and i kind of talked about this a little bit it was very similar to the stupid thing like hitting the droid in in most Eisley when they first yeah. got there yeah. and whatnot yeah and our suspicion is that uh, George Lucas, as a consultant, probably gave them a list of like 20 things that he'd like to see added to the movie. And they're like, <laughs> we'll give you this one. <laughs> you get Bird and Cantina Band in uh, the other thing. because hey. I, I like the Cantina Band because it was so much more like the original. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I did too. Awesome. Don't get me wrong. But that, that, that seemed to very like, it, put it, that back in there. It know? was definitely not the revamped Jabba's Palace Band that we saw that was stupid or the reworked music at the end of Jedi that was stupid. Oh, this yeah. was more like hokey dokey little boop, 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 you know, kind of. Well, and it was great because like it added to the atmosphere of the palace of Ma- Maz. What what was the last part of her name? Maz? Uh, I don't even remember. Mama. Mama. I don't know. Isley. The Isley brothers. Well, she did have some eyes going on. You yeah, know she what I'm did. Saying. Those were um, the- so we, we've kind of gotten off track a little bit. Um, yeah, we're actually backtracking now. Finn wakes up, can't find Poe, assumes Poe is dead. So do we as an audience. We're like, fuck, that sucks. But he yeah. finds his jacket, he, he grabs cool. that before the... Uh, he, he does grab the jacket yeah. uh, the before jacket. the desert swallows the TIE fighter and then blows it up. Which yeah. was, I mean, they talked about, uh, Ray had mentioned earlier to not go to a certain place to BB-8 because... The, the sinking something or the whatever. The sinking yeah. sands or yeah. whatever yeah. it is, yeah. And so this is something that is a callback to something in the, in the movie already, and like you see it, you're like, "Oh shit!" I thought it yeah. was a very tight storytelling moment because I did catch yeah. that immediately. Like, "Oh, yeah. don't go to that." And when you first heard the line, it's like a throwaway. Like, "Well, why the fuck would he go that way?" Sort yeah, they just made some shit up to, yeah, make some dialogue or whatever. But yeah. then you find out that it, within quick succession that this is a very real place. Yeah. Um. So uh, the next scene, uh, we gotta kind of just gush a little bit over the Falcon. Oh well, well hold this, on. So, I, so we Ray gotta get meets, there first. We're not quite there. Ray and and Finn meet for the first okay, time. Yeah. Wait, Finn, I need to back it this up is, though, because this is one of my problems with the movie. Okay, go ahead. This is one of my problems with the movie. Okay, this is one of my problems, which is he just starts walking in a random direction and he happens to run across the one tiny settlement anywhere. Like how fucking big are planets? Like if I if I set you down anywhere and you just started walking in a random direction. The chances that you actually would find something are little to none. Okay. Well, then do you so, have a problem with Luke going to look for the droids, R2-D2 and C-3PO? And holy shit, there's been Kenobi. You're on the right track. You're on the right track, but you're you're using the wrong device. R2-D2 doesn't know where the fuck Obi-Wan is, but yet rolls right into the same direction. So yeah. the problem that yeah. you're pointing out, is it, is it an issue? Yeah, but it's no bigger issue than what we had not before. Not at all. And I it, know. You know what? It, it's, not, it's not that big, but I mean... The thing I like about that, though, is they've got the shot of Ren over his shoulder looking down onto this from the top of the sand dune. It's very reminiscent of Luke and Obi-Wan looking Finn. down on... Not Ren. Finn. 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 Excuse yes. me. Finn yes. looking down. It's very reminiscent of Luke and Obi-Wan looking down on Moss Eisley. Sure. And I could hear in my brain, you know, the... You know, most Eisley, it's a you know where you find that, the drugs of the universe. That's 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 uh, that was the intention. Scum yeah. villain. Yeah, yeah. yeah. With villain. with stuff like that, I 
kind of give Star Wars, like I kind of forgive Star Wars because if we were, you really get more into the hard sci-fi territory, which is not that Star Trek is hard sci-fi, but that's something that I don't expect in it's a Star Trek. very tech-based though versus yeah, like, Star Wars. Which I, is very I expect them to say, you know, like we scan the planet and we determine that the thing is over here and we're beaming you directly five feet from it, you know, like, whereas Star Wars, I just kind of forgive, you know, because it'd kind of be a boring movie if, you know, Kylo, or not Kylo, um, um, Finn landed on the other side of the fucking planet and it's like, I guess I'm going to hitchhike? I don't know. Yeah. 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 Um and and they were kind of headed toward that direction anyway. Like that's where they were trying to get to in the first place. So it's not unrealistic to to think that he might have crash landed in close proximity to where they were headed. The trajectory would have taken them at least partway. I there. mean, they got shot down pretty high in the atmosphere. You're not wrong. There's a, there's a lot of planet there to rotate around and just kind of <laughs> It's just one of the plot points that I'm uh, not like I don't care enough about it to to be upset about yeah, it, you know what I no, mean? No, no, no. That's like again, it's not like a, a it's not a major gripe by any means. And but... and again, I'm not I'm not dismissing your thoughts on it either because I I do I I mean I get where you're coming from. No, I have that thought about Star Wars all the time and it just it's one of those things that I just kind of look at and say I kind of have to forgive this because that's not the kind of story well, they're telling. Look at the story of Raiders of the Lost Ark. It's a movie that everybody loves, but if Indiana Jones had no part in it, the result would have been the same. Yep. yep. <laughs> but, so, <laughs> which, you... but then we wouldn't have seen Harrison Ford. <laughs> exactly. That's, that's all I'm Ford saying. Like, if, I mean, if you're, you're going to poke a hole and, and, oh, he found this town too easily. Well, oh, poke a hole too soon. Too uh, fucking soon. Hey, 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 we're not there yet. Oh, wow. You asshole. Right. Um, for the sake of this, let's let's move forward a little yeah, bit. Um, I want to talk about when Ren or when Ray and Finn. I'm fu- I'm sorry, I'm a little uh buzzed right now. Um when Ray Sam's had two ciders tonight. I know. Uh, it's ridiculous. One was like five hours ago. Yeah. Yeah. Ray and Finn when Finn sees Ray for the first time. She is in the middle of a fight and kicking the shit out of two dudes. See, like this is a perfect example of he, humor. He done really well. wants to run to her rescue too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, he starts to. I get the feel. Yeah. Like, yeah. He he's like, ah, I'll go to help her. She's not gonna. And then he's like, well, nope. She's she's kicking. Like the look, the look in that whole thing that he kind of gives. And then she looks up at him and kind of does a little whisper thing yeah. to BB-8. And then they head over. That was some badass shit. So anyway. We'll be right back. Uh, yes, we're back. And we are talking uh, about uh, Finn and Ray meeting. Yeah. yeah. Indeed. So anyway, we're, I, I was saying this is one of the things that I really like because it is a very well done comic moment. But again, it's a complete departure from what we saw in the prequel trilogy. Like they were very slapsticky, punch you in the face. Like this was this was comedy done really, really well because there's no dialogue. Like it it is imp- purely in you know it's, it's, um, very subtle looks and things like that. Yeah. In that scene, I really liked it for the subtlety of the humor. Uh, Here's one of the things which I think was understated is that, and you look at the original trilogy. The humor was understated. Like, there were lines, and there were moments, and we remember them, and I'm going to do the same with this movie. There are lines and there are moments that I'm going to remember, but it's not, you know, let's punch you in the face with Jar Jar Brink. This was a lot some funnier than the original It is, it style. is, but I, I it, so it's too. done very tastefully. Yeah. Oh, yeah. it is. And, and here's, here's what the best moment of this particular scene is... Finn has every intention of trying to save Ray from these people that are trying to steal BB-8 and shit. Mm-hmm. Realizes before he's even halfway there that she's got the situation well in hand and decides, I'm going to not 
rush right in like it's an like, idiot because oh. she's already got things taken care of. Oh, holy shit. In the meantime, though, BB-8 has recognized the jacket that he's wearing as belonging to his master, <laughs> Poe. Yes. And basically six Ray on him to yeah. the point where he has to run away from this chick that he was about to save. So, oh, yeah, it was great. And then Ray tack- like tackles him, like pulls a clothesline on him. Just out of nowhere. And yep. it's... It's beautiful. It's so, beautiful, and it also it also lends a little bit of 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 character to her too, because you you realize at that point that <clears throat> not, I mean she's a scavenger and whatnot, and you know she's been there a long time because there's a scene previous where she's like marking off days on a board, and it looks yeah. like it's been thousands of days, like as many yeah. days as Bane was in the fucking pit. <laughs> something, <laughs> something. Um, but uh, you also you you quickly understand that she is not only good at what she does as far as scavenging, but she's very familiar with her surroundings. Also, uh, here, here's here's a thought that I didn't think of then, but I do now. She didn't take eight years off. How the fuck does she speak droid? I've seen one droid there, and that's BB-8. How does Luke Skywalker speak droid? We don't know. Who the fuck cares? I'm just I'm just saying. Like, like, no, that, no if I, a actually, droid's I actually noticed portions, that, too, right off the bat. Because she, when she met BB-8, like, she was communicating with him on a one-to-one basis, like, right away. Yeah. yeah. See, exactly. I just kind of expected that it's um well, Luke I think, I think is explainable. Luke actually works with droids, you know, you can see them bartering over droids well, so and stuff like she, that and Jabba. She works with machinery. Yeah, the machinery but, thing but a, I gave, but a, but a I, whole working droid is 60 fucking portions which she's never seen in her life, you know. 60 Oh. <laughs> like <laughs> yes. I've 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 nice. there weren't any other droids there. There were there were parts and pieces and stuff, but there weren't any. There like, were droids. droids. There oh, were droids. There? Yeah, because On there were some dudes that I thought were Jawas at first, but they were not Jawas. They were yeah. they were droids. Yeah. So and, and I mean, she's grown up around machinery. She works with machinery. This is another one I of those that, that I just think it. droids are so common in the Star Wars universe that pretty much everybody does. It's like living in a um, you know say a European country. Like well, fucking mean, everybody in Europe speaks English, regardless of whether or not you actually live in France or something like that. Right. So. Yeah. And one thing that I I really like about this scene with Daisy kicking ass. Excuse me, Daisy Ridley is the actress Ray. I'm sorry. Um is that it tells us about this character that this character can fucking fend for herself. Doesn't need anybody. And it sets us up for later on. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, we got, we really got to move on. Um, we got to go to the Falcon. Yeah. These, these two meet, um, only to realize that the first order is right on their fucking heels. Um, Finn lies to her, says he's part of the resistance, which is another just well done comic. And it's, and it's, and it's an important piece too. Uh, in terms of his character and her character and whatnot and their their relationship, so yeah, you also plot. get the shot of the Tie Fighters coming in against the sun, that, which is which is one of Eddie's favorite scenes from the trailers. Oh, it's yep. one of my yep. favorite <laughs> scenes, like in the movies. And well. I'm not saying it's not one of mine either, but Eddie Eddie did point it out uh, previously when we've talked about this stuff. So, yep, I'll I'll give him the, it, the it floor for that. It definitely remains one of my favorite scenes. It's know. beautiful. So, so they they run as we talked about the the quad ship gets blown up by tie fighters as they're kind of strafing the whole camp um you know not using the restraint that was promised uh to to try and get this droid and they say okay let's take that piece of junk piece of garbage uh millennium falcon that that she doesn't know how to fly and he doesn't know how to shoot but they fucking figure it out anyway yeah uh that the way that scene was done, and Eddie talked about this a little bit ago too, is is they're running to the the quad, whatever, um, and the the Falcon is obviously closer because Finn looks, and you don't see the ship at first. He's like, but he's like, what about that one? She's like, oh, that's garbage. Yeah, and then right when they're 
probably 50 yards away from the quad boom it gets blown up and we'll just her her, di- her dialogue was the garbage should be fine <laughs> yeah you know, like just brilliant brilliant comedic moment and that's but- when the camera pans around and we see it for the first time mm-hmm. and i'm not ashamed to say this I cheered out loud, much like the rest of our theater. We, yeah, the, the whole theater this, was, this was lost a good, in shit at that this point. This was a good crowd to watch it with. And honestly, before we get too far into the movie, which we're not very far into the movie anyway. But, <laughs> um, before we hit the 15-minute mark I, I want to say that as an adult, I hate going to the movies a good portion of the time. Oh, definitely. Especially in the town where we went. Um, but I chose that theater specifically because they do serve alcohol, if you want it. <laughs> um, although it's expensive. Um, but they also have the better seating um, out of any of the theaters within oh, yeah, a reasonable for sure. distance. For sure. Yeah, stadium style. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but the sense of camaraderie in that line, and Bryce only got to experience a little bit of it. In fact, I don't think he really got to to commune with much of the crowd there. No. Um, but there was there was a good sense of camaraderie among that crowd. There was despite the grumpiness of myself. There was, there was a, a yeah, there was, there was a a younger couple and then their family that was right there. Uh, There was a chick that got there uh, right toward the end before they seated us who had enormous tits. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't actually talk to her, but I was like, holy shit. (laughs) (laughs) Those are indeed enormous. Um, And people were dressed up. There were, uh, there were, there were people in Star Trek uniforms there. Which I think is kind of funny because I think one of the big things is a lot of theaters are showing the the Star Trek, uh, the preview, whatever the fucking new movie is called. Uh, Star Trek Beyond or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Let's talk about the guy who showed up looking like the Farpoint Station Captain Picard. Dude, this dude was bald and and not because he shaved his head like the like he really has lost his hair. Yeah, 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 he's pretty spot on bald for sure in a in a zip up in the back like. Like tunic from from the next generation. It was amazing. The only thing that wasn't far point about it is that it was definitely a season three and beyond because it didn't have the stripes. <laughs> yeah, across yeah. the yeah, shoulders for sure. This is where the Trekkie in me comes out. But yeah. <laughs> I like it though. I like it. I like the specificity. It was the dude was spot on, and honestly, he was talking to the people behind us. And one of my things was I really wanted him to um, say one of my favorite Picard lines, which is "There are four lights." Yeah, but. <gasps> I didn't. Uh, I didn't actually have the balls to ask him, and oh, he was. Yeah. Yeah, but how many we, lights there were? You should yeah. have. You should have antagonized to... him. There are five lights. You know, like yeah. piss him off, and then. Can we get back to Star Wars? We we will. Fine. I just I just wanted to point out the fact that it was as, a... as long as so the movie started at ten oh five for us. We were actually at the theater at seven. Yep. And um, despite Eddie bitching about us playing Battlefront. <laughs> hey, we didn't know that when we got there. Like, in fact, there was a line when we got there, and for all intents and purposes, it could have been for our show. And it turns out it was for the eight o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we stood in line for three hours. We sat at the table for a while. Yeah, we just stood at the table, which was nice. We were probably only actually standing for an hour and a half. Yeah. But uh, and as long as it seemed like we were there, it, it it was actually made reasonably okay by the the caliber of the people that were around us. Yes. So um, nobody that was there will probably hear this, but uh, if you do. It was a pleasure, and and thank you for making it enjoyable. Yep. All right. Millennium Falcon. We're on the Falcon. And we get to see the Falcon flying. This chick kind of knows how to fly. Yeah. Just a little bit. But I just want to pause and say this this is where I think I I was fully invested in the movie, and I was like, I'm so – like, 
like yeah. I said, when I saw the Fal- Falcon, that that I think is where I fully got like, okay, I'm in the well, movie similarly, now. Similarly, you look at A New Hope and like up until the point where they get in the Falcon and they fly away, like you could have lost me. I thought it was weird because Eddie and I were holding hands during that scene. Well, but then bit. I looked around and I realized that Sam and Bryce were full on making out. So, <laughs> and they're related. So, I mean, well, you know, we were getting ready to, you know, do go down the Hershey highway, but then we saw the Falcon and everything. Kind of <laughs> it's not weird. If you're related, it's not, it's yeah. not, it's not gay. If you're on Jakku. Yeah, <laughs> it really isn't. And after tasting that rusty sheriff's badge, I want a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're not on Jakku anymore. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, it's pr- pr- pretty gay now. So, so we, we we the the Millennium Falcon. Uh, they they send it inexplicably send two Tie Fighters after it and then kind of forget about it. Uh, so as soon as they destroy those two Tie Fighters, which again has got to be an homage to to some of the originals because that I mean oh, it was yeah. it was so yeah yeah what, yeah, yeah it's it's what a, was cool though and this is this was a testament to um. Ray, actually, this is where we get the, the the sense that there's a little bit more to Ray than what we actually know, um, and that is one of the the guns gets damaged in the turret, oh, I love and this. he can't move it. Like it's just stationary at this point, <laughs> pointing straight down out of the uh, the the, one yeah. the bottom of the the, so, the pancake maneuver. And so Ray's trying to chase the uh, or shake this Tie Fighter and possibly get it to crash or whatever. She flies through a fucking down Star Destroyer, um, and it. Realizes that's not it. Pulls this crazy maneuver to like bring it exactly in line with the the stationary gun, allowing Finn to to Just blow it to hell and shit. shit you know, or to, or to be less cool, he could have climbed up to the top and used the other gun. He didn't know. All right, <laughs> she only told him the turret was below. Oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> but so, it, th- this is where I I kind of got a sense. Like this is one of the things that to me was like a big strong hint towards. Because this this is another where place where I think it mirrors the original trilogy a little bit, and so I was th- I was looking at Ray going, well, Ray's actually a pretty badass pilot, and she can do this shit. Like again, we don't have to be all you know. This is pod racing, and show him you know like he has amazing reflexes for a child and shit like yeah. that. There's a way to tell that story without being ridiculous. Yeah. So this is where I started to get a sense of and I and well and the and the chase itself, watching the Millennium Falcon go low. Oh, you yeah. gotta remember, we see Finn, and he's like, "Go low." It messes with their tracking systems, and you see Finn, or excuse mm-hmm. me, you see Ray piloting the ship low over the sand dunes, and I'm talking three feet off the ground and, at times. And not to jump ahead, but they stick with that philosophy yes. later on. Yep, and mm-hmm. that's one of the more important pieces of the of the movie, in that they're not just throwing special effects and lightsabers and whatever at us to to appease us. Like they're actually. Yeah crafting a cohesive story um, it was fucking beautiful so so they that, escape that leads us to the escape off of tatooine um there's a problem with the ship they're kind of they're not really stationary they're moving Jack- but Jack-oon. I was going to correct him, but quite honestly, it was Tatooine. They just gave it a different name. This is one of the things that I did think was just a hair lazy of them. Yeah. Uh, So yeah, they they escaped Jakku. Yeah. Um, And who's not? Who's to say Jakku's not a settlement on Tatooine? We don't know. Hmm. Okay. There's only one planet. Maybe they (laughs) because the crawl said it's a fucking planet. Um. So, but there's a there's a problem on the Falcon. They're trying to fix it, and all of a sudden they realize they're being captured again. Yep. Which and this time it's by a freighter. Finn is like, holy shit, it's the first order. We gotta get out of here. And mm-hmm. which this shows, and I, I really like this, and this is something that they show a lot, is Finn is t- 
terrified of the First Order and being pulled back in. Yeah. Yeah, he definitely doesn't want to meet those guys ever again. He doesn't really. want to get reprogrammed. Nope. Um, and so they're they're prepared for the worst. They're gonna they're gonna try and gas the stormtroopers that come aboard after they're captured. Only they didn't stormtroopers that come aboard. Oh, this oh, is no. where we first see Chewie, uh, Chewie and we're Han. Home. Chewie, we're home. And you get that line, and during the trailers, that line gave me physical chills. Here's the thing: it gave me chills too. But it didn't make any fucking sense because I'm like, what do I mean they're home? Like, yeah, that's their ship. Yeah. And then I'm like, are they at home because they're fighting the Empire again? You know what I mean? Like, I didn't know why they were home, but now it it has come to fruition. Yep. And, and now makes, I know. It made sense. And also, at the same time, this didn't, like, in the movie, it didn't give me chills. Instead, it gave me a sense of this is, everything is right now. I think this is another applause point for the audience. Like, oh, I think yeah. this is another part where the whole audience was like, "Oh, oh shit!" How, yeah, how yeah. funny! How funny is it that that Han Solo used a tractor beam on the Millennium Falcon? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna say it's a little bit ironic. That's awesome. It's definitely <laughs> ironic. It was great. It's one of those that I probably didn't really notice or think about in the moment, but you know, going back and thinking about it you're just like ah. it's like when, like when somebody disappears on batman and batman's right. like oh that's that's what that feels like yeah exactly yeah and so, just because this... i unbutton my pants does not mean it's an invitation it's because i'm fat yeah. and i've been in them all day with the tractoring and the uh the capture of the millennium falcon on this freighter and we see that the story is taken off of the millennium falcon and i thought like this is a part the uh we see the explanation of what han's been doing in the meantime since episode six he's returned to smuggling it's not really spelled out for us but one of the things that i really like is the way that the story got them back on the millennium falcon here's here's my thing and this is one of my favorite parts of this of this scene is you get the sense and you find out for the first time that han solo is legendary yes and and ray knows who han solo is she's heard stories not only that but this was one of the scenes where i was like well that's not how i fucking thought it was gonna be at all like right. i i really thought yeah, like han and yeah. leia are like leading up the whole republic you know like what the hell's going on han, han's back to smuggling or something like that Does, doesn't he realize he kind of won a, a galactic war well, yeah like... that was kind of my thing too i'm like so and and to the argument about who shot first in the character development of han solo there's a lot in this particular scene that lends credence to the fact that, yeah, he did shoot first. Like when he just throws that fucking guy at the, at the <laughs> giant space monster, yeah. whatever that thing was called. Well, and also his confidence. And one thing that I really liked was that I'll talk my way out of this. I always do. And then Chewie's like, gives us the room, but it's the sense of, are you for fucking real, man? Yeah. Like this never works out the way. Like you, you get that this. you're not good at this, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's, it, I don't know. To me, it's a little sad too. Cause like, you know, he's old and he's still doing the same shit. But it, at the same time, you get a sense that he, while he's old and he's gone back to what he used to do, he went back for a reason. Did we know that, that, did we know the, the relationship between him and no. Kylo Ren yet? No, 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 not, no. At all. no. not at all. Why are you going to spoil that? Are you sure? Yeah. Yes. That yeah. Didn't later. we see our first scene between the big bad? Nope. Not nope. yet. No? No. Nope. I'm positive we I thought nope. we saw that as soon as they escaped nope. Jakku. No, no, nope. no. The first the first mention uh y- you find out Hans the father before you find out uh grandfather bit. 
Yeah. That. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. It's mentioned. Movie. It's mentioned in conversation uh, of Han being the father prior to the scene where he says, "Grandfather, guide me" or whatever. Yep. Yeah, we know that. That yeah. part I knew. It's. Okay. It's. Yeah, still it is a further. Bit. It is it further because okay. because this is part of the thing about like if if I had known that reveal at this point, it would be pretty obvious what happened. And, and Han didn't have any. So at this point, to tell yeah, that I've got questions very, now. Like I was, I'm like, yeah. what's going on with Han? Why is he out in space? Why is Leia not with him? Because he because he kind of does tell the story. He this is when he tells Ray and Finn the story of of why Luke is missing, like why he's gone. Yeah, kind of. yeah. without, yeah. without yeah. giving the reveal, yes, so, he does okay. tell him. He says there was one student that, yeah. Yeah, yeah there's one student, and you can tell that he, not only is this just a it's Well, I have to watch it again, because I don't fucking remember that. I don't, I don't remember yeah. if, you, if he kind of hints just, that at all. No, he doesn't. He doesn't at it, all. You, you, find out, you find out specifically the relationship when, uh, when Kylo and uh, General Hedge Fund, <laughs> whatever his name is. <laughs> yep, yep. Yeah, I like that. Um, uh, are talking to maybe general trust fund. That's why it's so young. Snoke. Snoke. One thing that I like about this is you get not Snoke's just kind a of a shitty name for a bad guy. I didn't like Snoke as a name. Yeah, no, it's no, one of the no. things that I, I really kept wanting just... to call him Snopes. Yeah, it's one of the things that I did just really didn't like. Yeah, During this, period, didn't this like it. Han Solo saying, you know, it's real, the Force, and everything. Not only do you get a sense of, you know, I've been there, I've done it, but also there's a there's his voice is tinged with regret that's that's what i that's the part that i that made me probably like why i think i remember this knowing yeah. this previous is because you can tell there's a very specific reason why he's not still running around with luke yeah you can and not just that he's not running around with luke that he's not running around with leia yeah like leia is not there and he's not like we just don't hang out anymore he doesn't mention her there's there's that regret. There's almost yeah, some like, shame. I got to get back to the wife. She's over here on this other system. You know, I, I went out to pick up some milk or something. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, that. like, like you, you she's get not that in the picture. Because as soon as they're like, we need to get this droid back to the resistance. He's like, I'm gonna drop you off over here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, there's a sense that he's avoiding Leia. Yeah, and then, and then very quickly after that, uh, this this transport ship gets boarded, uh, and and they have to hide. The fugitives, the our 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 Poe and our and our they kind of hide themselves. Not they Poe, hide not themselves. Poe. Finn and Finn and what's her name? Finn and Ray. Ray, Finn and thank Ray. you. Um, let's talk about the space monsters because I don't like. Personally, this is a part Sam, where I was kind of like, we know you're into tentacle porn. <laughs> well, first off, yes, <laughs> there's so much things I love watching tentacles enter anuses. Okay, let's just get over that. Um, him talking his way out was great and it was fun. It was a cheeky little he, moment. He didn't really he, talk. He didn't, he didn't talk. <laughs> not not yeah. not be time I don't know if we watched the same movie if As you think always. that's how that went down. <laughs> but the these space monsters, and this is what I want to talk about, they were obviously CGI. They were done really well. Wait, those weren't practical? No. No. They didn't actually just go there. I think they got some giant, giant space squids. monsters. Giant, no, they got giant space Real monsters. ones. Right. They went Actually, to fucking asteroids. Th- this is a, um, I don't know, it was a good scene, I think, because it set up uh, uh, Han a little bit and, you know, kind of gave you a hint as to where they are. Like it's the, kind of the first thing that you're like, wow, he really is smuggling again. Yeah, but this is not, uh, other than that, this not is kind of a forgettable. Not smuggling in, but he's got people after him just like Jabba was after He's him. He's double-crossing people yeah. while smuggling. Yeah. And so this is like, the, he shot first. He's a scoundrel. It's wait 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 what was the second time all right <laughs> anyway th- this scene for me is a little bit forgettable in the grand scheme of things yeah because it really is just a little bit of banter and, and to get you back on the it's, falcon and get out of there it's you know. one more piece though 
that shows a little bit more of what Ray is capable of doing without really oh, coming yeah, out. Definitely. Yeah, which yeah, definitely. apparently this, these this is where we see her starting to do all the mechanical stuff. Well, and well, she's more, yeah, more, more mechanical stuff, and she's looking like it's the specifically after one of the tentacle porn creatures grabs Finn. Mm-hmm. And it's running down the hallway with him and shit like that. Like her timing and stuff. Like she's like, okay, he's here. He's boom, cut off his tentacles, save Finn, go get yeah, him. Yeah, that that was a very that that's a very uh, good set of foreshadowing. And I thought that at that time because this was one of my theories going into the movie. Um, I I did say that I thought we'd get four, two force users out of this. Uh, um, aside from Kylo, obviously he's a force user. Um, which I'm not sure we really have, mm, but probably she, just one. I'm thinking. Yeah, she. Um, so other I, than Luke, like we said we, before, we're not spoiling everything. If you're still listening, you've already seen the movie. We, so Ray we, was. We I saw Rey... in the previews that uh, Finn uses the lightsaber. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. that's misleading. We find out later uh, yeah, on. Yeah, it's definitely. Yeah, agreed. it was misleading. But my one of my theories going into the movie um, was that Ray was going to be our our force user du jour. And so when I saw that, I was like, "Yep, I hope. Yep, I, I really like, hope. Yep, that's yeah. it. That's it. Yeah, and." and and we don't know for a fact that Finn isn't because there's a reason that he kind of snapped out of the programming as well, and we don't know we don't Could exactly be. know what that oh, is. I still think he is. I they've still got think a, yeah, they gotta leave things for future movies, obviously. Yeah. We're gonna get to a, one of my other big theories here in a little while, but I still think um that this doesn't preclude Finn from being a, another force user because I think one of the next natural evolutions is we still need Jedi. Like yeah. the the new the new balance is bringing more Jedi. Um and I think that the big thing here um, is getting Luke to train more Jedi. So yeah, anyway. let's. So uh, we're we're gonna fast forward a little bit to. But I want to talk about how the monsters don't like dark meat. <laughs> they do like dark meat. No, no, no. Because everything else, they just they just they, they just, just ate, ate right, right, right away, and then they just drag him along for like twelve corridors. Maybe they like dark meat more. Oh, so you save it for They're the end of the meal? Exactly. Oh, I kind of got. I the see. I you leave that on the plate. You it, eat everything else. I kind of got the feeling it's like when the pizza comes out of the oven, you go grab a slice and you eat it over the sink, and then you go get a plate. Fuck and... you! Now I want pizza. <laughs> Dude, I've we been were dying. really hoping. I've been God dying. I've been dying for yeah for like so, the last two hours. Anyway, <laughs> wait, hold on. Is there an all night pizza delivery? Walmart. Walmart. You can get a take and bake from Walmart. Fuck that! I want it delivered. They're not going to deliver. Yeah. It's just gonna be some guy walking over from Walmart. Unless you anyway. can actually pay, like you probably pay a homeless dude to go to Walmart and get you. I don't pizza want a pizza back. a homeless dude brings to me. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I'm want, just. I don't want homeless pizza either. Um, this is we, we got. Yeah, we haven't got to move though because we're we're on the move to a new planet now. Um, Han Solo's like this person's gonna take care of you. They're gonna get you on a clean ship. Blah yep. blah blah. Um. I'm not going to have to go back and talk to her. There's a Maz, cantina scene, and Maz is kind of weird. She's got weird glasses and shit like that, and she kind of tells people's character by looking in their eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, One thing I liked about that character, though, is that while she wasn't central to the plot... I'm trying to move I know forward. you are. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> uh, while she wasn't central to the plot, I think I thought that she wasn't a device that was really, really blatant. No, she's not, and, and here's why she's important, because for the first time... Um, we're gonna see something that we haven't seen in a very long time. Chewbacca has a girlfriend. Yes. <laughs> no. Um, Ray starts hearing things, and we find out very quickly that it's not that she's necessarily hearing things. She's actually having a kind of waking force dream. She's going on vision quest here, um, and yep, it leads sure. her to a chest that's locked up below this cantina. And in this chest is something again we have not seen uh, since 1980. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Um, and we see the blue lightsaber that Luke lost 
when he got his hand when he got off. his hand chopped off at Empire. Yep. Yep. Which hold, I want to. Was there a hand chopped off moment in this fucking film? Uh, I, I thought there was when Kylo was battling. I was just gonna but, say, but I don't same. think there wasn't actually though. There may have been. I, I something kinda... something was dislodged and and was separated from. I his was body. thinking if it was like a I I didn't know if it was a leg or what, but yeah, you couldn't really tell. But yeah, we'll get. To I that. actually distinctly thought hand at that point, but I'd I'd want to rewatch. I yeah, thought it was sure. going to happen, but I I, I, I didn't clearly see it. Yeah. When when I rewatch, I'll I'll confirm. When I rewatch yeah. in IMAX, and just, um, like... let's let's not let's not jump that far ahead though. But we see the lightsaber. It fucks with her though. Badly. Oh yeah, which is oh, yeah. fucking brilliant. She's got no idea what's this going is, on. This is this is this is another I thought just absolutely fucking brilliant part of the movie because they they kind of alluded to the whole you know this lightsaber has some fucking history behind it. This lightsaber saber's killed all these younglings. You know it's had some bad shit go down. So I really really liked that it which, fucked with her, which is really probably the only and it wasn't even a direct correlation, but it is probably really the only pseudo reference. To the prequels in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, yeah. What exactly did Maz say? I uh, when Maz she was referencing told her that it was the property of Darth Vader and then Luke Skywalker. And she said Luke Skywalker first, and then and before him, before him, his father, his father. Okay, okay. and so it didn't even yeah, say right. the names. It didn't even say it killed a whole bunch of children. Because we're we're still shit. we we are still very much led to wonder about her parentage. Oh, yeah, we don't have a clue. That is my no. big question, and it's something that I really love because it's not even answered. We know they possibly abandoned her. Who's been banging? Anyway. Well, I want to hear you two ideas. So, this, the scene going into the cantina real quick is one of the scenes that I thought was going to be a big problem for this movie because we saw it in the trailer, and we saw them going through the big Jurassic Park-like arch, and then there being this crazy droid walking around. I'm like, well, it's going to be yeah. a bunch of kooky shit that they just threw in but no, yeah. not at all the case just that one droid. No, just no. that one droid we don't know i mean we don't know what his purpose was but he also wasn't necessarily there just to serve a cgi eye candy i think he just kind of gave us a little bit of scale um yeah because yeah. <clears throat> because the arch was very large and then he was large but not that large and then, and then the we got, statue we got our... was huge and the thing mm-hmm. that really i liked is you see the size of the statue of maz and then you see the size of maz and they don't match up and you realize this is a projection of Maz. Wait, was there Maz a statue actually, of Maz? Yeah, at the very outside, and it was Fuck. a big statue. Didn't yeah. I remember that? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I missed that. Um, so, With the arms more importantly, this leads us into another big battle. Uh, because there's people that recognize BB-8, and they call it in over the radio. Both to the Resistance and to the, uh, yeah, the First for, Order. First order. Yeah. yeah. And so we see the, the First Order comes in first and just starts tearing shit up. And keep in mind that at this point in time, uh, Ray has fled because she wants nothing to do with a lightsaber. Yeah, because it it wigged her out bad. Yeah, it, it her made out. her it made her probably come to terms with the fact that the people that she was waiting for on her planet, on Jakku, which she was really insistent upon getting back to for a good portion of this movie, ain't coming. They're not coming, and and Maz kind of exacerbated that by saying, "Look, you already know the truth." And we also yeah. see Finn has decided to hire himself out to a freighter to get away from the first. Order. He's Bolton. He's yeah, Bolton. much like Han Solo before they went to fight the Death Star. Like he's he's out of there. There's a price he's on his head. Getting the fuck yeah. out. I'm glad that you mentioned that because that was another piece where I thought that they did a good job of mirroring sort of something yeah. else from the original. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then uh, and then here comes the first order, and we see strafing runs. We see the stormtrooper assault. Okay. Where were we at? So We're talking about Maz and the the battle sort of there. Yeah, Ray's taken off. Okay, Ray's taken off. And BB-8 follows her. 
BB-8 follows her, and we see that Finn is getting ready to leave on this freighter, and this is where we see the First Order coming in to attack yeah. Maz's palace. So so let's touch on the, on the key important things. Um, so Rey takes off, and uh, in the meantime, the battle's not going well for our, our heroes. Um, right about the time that we, we realize this, though, we get uh, the Resistance showing up. Uh, mm-hmm. Yep. Because, again, like Sam has pointed out, they have also gotten the alert that the droid is, is present here. Um, more importantly, though, we see the first showdown between Rey and Kylo Ren, which, which is such me, a good fucking scene. Oh, it's great. And to me, it's really reminiscent of Luke going into the the tree in Dagobah to face whatever dark side element is there. Honestly, when she first kind of starts walking into that that jetty looking thing in the rocks. Yeah. Like I wasn't entirely sure she wasn't walking into kind of a dark side cave because you hear yeah. the lightsaber kind yes. of moving around, but you don't know that Kylo Ren is there until he actually walks around the corner yeah. and shit. And it was a great callback to that moment. And I was, I was almost convinced that she was experiencing this in a vision quest type thing. More importantly though, what we get from this is a, Shoo another major plot point going forward that's that comes into play in about a half hour or so and that is he senses from her that she's seen the map uh-huh. and we're led to yes. believe that he has the information necessary grabs her and goes tells him forget the droid we've got the piece we need let's go um which which takes us actually kind of aboard the ship after well then don't it, go so far he's... forward to yeah, not yeah. talk about the X-wing assault, which yeah. oh my fucking but, god, I love the X-wings and Poe Dameron's a motherfucking badass. Which we realize at this point that Poe is also alive. There's yes. there's one pilot in particular yes. that you can see that's just fucking blowing shit up and yeah. maneuvering, which I and fully Finn, expected. The whole Finn time, even of points out he's like, "That's a hell of a pilot." And then upon landing, he realizes this is this is Poe. I'm pretty sure it's either so blatantly obvious, or I think we actually do see. We see him in the cockpit. We do, yeah, 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 for sure. See him in the cockpit. Okay, but but this is also the first time we get to see um, a a a light side saber in action. Yes, we see Finn gets a hold of the saber that uh, Maz gives it to him. She she says, "You need to get this to Ray." Yes, she's just really got a boner for that lightsaber. She's like, "Some somebody needs somebody needs to take this fucking thing. I've had it forever. (laughs) It's just been sitting on a shelf collecting dust." One thing that I like is Han. Like she she gives she shows it to Han Solo, and he's like, "Where did you get that?" And she tells him, "That's a story for another time." I want to know the fucking story about... God, I hope we get it. It's oh, got to oh, show up. We in, might get a whole in, movie in about it. Episode eight. It's got to show up in I don't know. Eight. I don't know if they do it in episode 8 or if they do a standalone that kind of takes place that... Ooh, that could that be... I would stuff, love but, to see the story yeah, of how not, that lightsaber gets into the possession of... Not all the characters involved in that, uh, in that conversation are, are, are hanging around still. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, um, Wait, so... Is this- we get is the this assault, wh- and is- one of the things that I really liked about this is not only do, do we see that uh, Ray gets taken back to the ship, but we see Han Solo sees Kylo Kylo Ren for the first time. This he might does. this might be where we we're... know we know actually by this point that that's his kid yeah. because yes. we've seen the scene, yeah. and I'm spoilers, you know, <laughs> we've seen the scene with um with Snoke 
and um, and the general and Kylo. That's right. Kylo also, talks about his Darth dad, Vader's Han Solo. Snoke yeah. specifically says that's your dad, is. Han Solo. Yes. I think that's, Snoke is the one that, that that's that the says reveal. It. Yeah, asking about you know, do you still have these feelings or something like that? And he, like, and this is still reminiscent. This is that part right there is going back to Jedi, talking about uh, with the Emperor, Emperor. asking. Uh, Darth Vader, do you have feelings towards your son, or are your feelings clear? And Darth Vader's like, my feelings are clear. On this, this is actually yeah. another good example. Like uh, going back to like mirroring the original trilogy, like we get a, both an, a, a Jedi moment and an Empire moment because yes. the big reveal here is not that uh, uh, the bad guy is the father. The big real reveal is that the good guy is the father. Um, and then yeah. just what you were saying, you know, we get that similar moment with uh, in Jedi where he, uh, you got the big bad saying. Is that you know? Can you can you deal with it being your your dad that you have to kill? Idea for episode title. It's a family thing. <laughs> Anybody? Oh, it's too much. It's too. Much. Yeah. I, I don't know. Do I, I don't know because yeah. that. I don't think, it's, I, I don't want to do anything in the title uh, that's going to spoil it for anybody. If but they, that, that's just hinting. by glancing at that, that's it. Hinting, even, and they won't have much. any idea. No, because oh, there's too much. Think about think about where you were four hours I ago or five hours ago. You'd have been pissed if you'd have read something like that. I feel yeah. like I that's did, subtle I enough. I don't think it is. So funny. If you read anything about Star Wars, though, you know you're gonna. You know you. Anyways, maybe not. Let's get back to this. Okay, so we've got. Kylo Ren, Han Solo seeing Kylo Ren, he's looking at his son, and we see this longing. And, and we look at him fucking, as he's carrying Rey onto the ship. It's a great look from Solo. Yeah, he, now, I'm going to say, like, for me, okay, Harrison Ford, pretty good actor. I enjoy everything he's been in. For me, this look is the most that he's other do- ever done without mumbling his way through a fucking scene in a <laughs> long time. Oh. You guys are being assholes. I mean, <laughs> don't get me wrong. I love that impression too. But that—that's more like, hey, hey, they, they play, they play some of the interviews with Harrison Ford after no, Empire. I was just, that's what I was gonna say. That's exactly what he sounds like. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say though. His interview voice is like that, but he, he's very calm during interviews. Like he doesn't get excited about it. But his yeah. act, his acting, he's, like you don't yeah. hear that from his acting. He but this was acts, this was true. a point for me looking at Han, looking at uh, Harrison Ford, almost at Han Solo because that motherfucker is Han Solo to me. Um, looking at Harrison Ford and his, what he's done, other than the star wars trilogy other than that that's this is quite possibly other than the the i know line after leia says i love you in empire that look is one of my favorites that's a favorite moment of mine. no it, it was good i'm not i'm not gonna take that away from you by no, any definitely. means um to me okay so let, let's talk about han real quick um in this movie i almost thought he was a little bit too jokey I didn't. No, nope. he's. Uh, no, I was. He fine. he had he had obviously fallen back into his scoundrel smuggler lifestyle, yep. and he was a smartass, and that's that's kind of his bread and butter. That was kind of his bread and butter, even when he was a hero too. Right. He well, I didn't very, want to speak for you, pal. You know, <laughs> he was very uh, Star Wars Episode Four, A New Hope, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Prior to the point of. You know, hey, make that shot, kid. Let's go home. Let's get out of here. There, it was. It was just. You look at that character me, up until that point. Jokey, right. smart alecky. Well, okay. So let me let me say. let me clarify a little more. I don't care what it smells like. Get down there. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> let, let me clarify a little more. I thought Is with that? his character in particular, with his character in particular, they did a lot of that's a euphemism homage callback type stuff. 
They did, and I think that and, part and, of that is because you just can't not do that. Like, as soon as you put Harrison Ford, I mean, because just as much as you want to be completely in the movie, you have to realize that we're also looking at this and saying Harrison Ford is 30 years fucking older at this point. Yeah, right. So and I it think was that, evident. That, yeah. I mean, he obviously, obviously, it's gonna be. I mean, yeah. he was like thirty-five when he filmed the original trilogy, so he was already older than most. Of the other yeah, cast, he was. Like he by was, far, for he sure. was like a decade older than the rest of the cast. Yeah, yeah. So that that part of that is just there's almost no no way around it. Just putting yeah. him in the movie is is a sort of a fan nod because he he's really kind of I don't want to say too old, but he's is almost too old to just be well, in there for no good reason. Not yeah. just that, that he was a central, not a focus, but a central portion of this movie. And one of the things that I really, really like is I like the way in which he was the attachment to the original trilogy that we had. He, he So definitely the way he was introduced, because he was the first classic character that we saw besides Chewbacca, like we saw them come yeah. in as, as a team. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes, to your point, that that is a big deal. But also to Eddie's point, like, there really had to be a good reason for him to be here. Yeah, and there's a really good fucking Yeah, I, I was actually really pleased because there's a lot of... Like, Leia a little bit. Leia's a little bit um, role in the movie. I'll just kind of felt like, well, we got to get Leia in there somehow. It seemed like a natural yeah, role it, for her it, to it, have it eased into. It made sense. But again, if you look at, like, screen time and stuff like that, just this is, again, meta movie watching... Um, it was a little bit, you know, distracting, you know, somewhat having well, the original cast me, in there. But I like the tie together. You know what I will say, though? It, and it, this isn't really fair because there's a three seconds of screen time, but was not like that for me at all with Mark Hamill. Did Another thing, too. Did you see uh, Carrie Fisher's daughter? Yep. Yeah. Really well done. Yeah. Wait, wait. Say again. So there is a girl uh-huh. that was in uh, the meeting room. Where they're kind of around the table where they're uh, looking at shit. Yeah. With the Leia buns. Yep. Okay. Wearing like a drab brown outfit. That's mm-hmm. Carrie Fisher's daughter. Yep. Her actual daughter. Yeah. Okay. Her so I, I did I didn't not, know. Not actually like supposed to be Leia's daughter or anything like that in the movie. Like it was just kind of a nod with the with the hair buns and whatnot. Carrie Fisher's okay. daughter. Yep. Yeah. Didn't um, actually have a role, so to speak. No, that's other cool. than I, did, I didn't notice her. But. So anyways, let's get back to the story because like you said, we're at, uh, an hour 48 in and... We're getting we're getting to the meat and potatoes pretty quick. So, um, yeah. here's here's the thing. So we see them escape. We see um, the resistance come in. Really badass space battle or sky battle with it the was Tie great. Fighters I and the, the X Wings. Loved it. We also though then pan to uh, an interrogation chamber yep. on with, the on the big uh, ship with Kylo Ren and, and Ray, and we see. The unmasking. A couple, yeah. Th- there's a couple big scenes. Number one, she tells him that, the like, what what am I supposed to feel like when there's this masked creature holding yeah, you? Yeah, she's basically or saying you're just a big bully. Why the hell? Yeah, you know. And he takes off the mask, and you see that actually there's no good reason for him to have the mask. Uh, I mean, there's he, no like said, physical it reason. Co- it looks cool. It looks not cool, only actually. that. I think yeah. it's his. <laughs> and you look at the way the mask is shaped, and I think it's his attempt to mirror the darth vader mask. well and that comes well, in clear that's that that that's comes clear into that play he's trying to do that and it really does come into play during during the following sequence which is where he's trying to forcibly extract the information from her mind only for her to realize in the midst of it that she is as powerful if not more powerful than he is 
Yes. And on pure luck and raw talent. Alone. I don't know if it's luck. It's just stubbornness. Yeah. Just absolute, I'm not giving this guy what he wants to the point where she actually is like, wait a minute. Well, I'm forcing is... this guy out of my mind. Not only forcing this guy out of my mind, I'm getting into his mind. And prior to this, we have we saw the scene where Finn, with the lightsaber, fought the stormtrooper who had this this energy whip, like, sword baton thing. Right. Which, it was pretty cool, but it, it, during this, you realize that Finn might not be the Force user. And it's at this point in time where you're like, Rey is the Force user. She yeah. is not, the one. Not necessarily, and I'll no. tell you why. Because yeah, in, in Star Wars... When he's fighting the remote, he gets the fucking shit shot out of him until like somebody I, tells I him. I was just gonna say, okay, you want to get to one of my problems with this movie? Ray is a little bit too much of a natural to me. Like, I don't, I don't have a problem with that. I don't have a problem with it. I okay, first off, I don't have a problem with it um, as much, except for I will say that this is a differing from the original trilogy quite a bit because, and again, we really only got if we're if we fucking forget, which God, we're gonna fucking forget the prequel trilogy for a second. If we go back to the original trilogy, Luke requires a lot more training before he's able to do any fucking useful thing with the Force. Well, that's probably because he was mm-hmm. living on Tatooine. But here's he, the thing. But she's not any better. Jakku's just Tatooine yeah. light. Yeah. So, yeah. Diet Tatooine. So, <laughs> so, One sun Tatooine. It's, it's like the tab I'll tell of you, desert planets. I'll tell you, so there's basically two thoughts. One is I kind of have a problem with this because she gets so good at it so fast. But B, I also maybe don't have a kind of problem with this because maybe she's just that fucking badass. And right? we don't know who her parents and, are. Or but here's the thing. Which brings me to my thing. We also we <laughs> yeah. also you don't wait know. on that one. That's a question. No, we know. also don't know what brought her to this point as quickly. Was she reacting out of emotion? Could she already be headed down a darker path than than we know. Yeah, because there's a lot of raw emotion to there her. Was, there is, but there's not. And we'll get to that, too, in a little bit. In the bit. penultimate scene, I thought there was a hint towards that. Oh, but yeah. uh, A little bit, yeah. But it it's really, like, to me, um, I don't I don't have a problem with it specifically because of the way they're doing it. Um, they're not having her pod race, obviously. Well, like I said, like, it, for me, it's it's both. Like, <clears throat> well, a, it, it is kind of... It is frustrating because it's quite a bit of a departure from how we've seen Force users progress from the original trilogy and even the prequel trilogy. The prequel trilogy actually even makes it worse because they train them from fucking four years old or something like that before they can even do yeah, anything useful. Yeah, it's a long-ass process it, of training. It is, it is. But here's the thing. Rey is one of the smartest characters that we meet in this movie. And I'm not, I'm not saying everybody sure. else is dumb, but she's ridiculous she, intuitive oh, she is she's definitely she's like goodwill hunting so, in space so yeah. <laughs> when when we get to the point where she's like actually forcing where she's forcing kylo ren out of her mind and actually gleaning information from him she kind of already knows she's got a connection with the force at this point and so then when she's doing that that part actually i was fine with because that i i looked at as raw instinct natural talent combined you well, get that not only what that, I, the problem i more had with the force usage thing was more the lightsaber battle there's here's no, there's no you don't make a skilled swordsman without actually having some training and practice well and, but she fights with the staff so you know she's got some kind of um yeah, you gotta remember the staff battle mm-hmm. she kicks ass she's, but this don't she's got wrong, some she's right a... post thing and you know what i mean like there's there's a little bit of 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 talent for it and what the the part where I don't want to get too far ahead. I actually want to skip back a little bit. So the Kylo thing happens. She escapes. How does she escape? 
She mind fucks the stormtrooper. She pulls the these are not and the droids you're looking for this on is, the fucking stormtrooper. This is where I don't have a problem with it because of the fact that you can see her putting it together in her head. She's like, I I used this. See, yeah. I, I actually not only this, that, this part too, I have no problem with for exactly the same reason. Maz you're has told her to close your eyes and feel the force and use it. See, now that that I don't and so, that to me is not like a I don't un- think that that piece to me wasn't necessary. That, it wasn't necessary, but one thing that really I I liked about it is the fact that one of the things that Han Solo says into the palace of Maz is that Maz has run this place for thousands of years. And then there's a comment later on by Maz talking about the force and she says i've seen the sith i've seen the empire i've seen all of this stuff and so while maz is not a force user i her ability to just know shit i don't think she can be a sage though you know what i mean like that's yeah yeah. no i was okay with that i was okay with that you know like just the way that we kind of get han who obviously has no force ability giving her a very brief overview of the force like that i was okay with that part and i was actually like i said i was okay with the 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 jedi mind trick on the stormtroopers because i thought they did that just fine like i thought they if she can show him or if they can show her controlling kylo enough to glean some information from uh, uh kylo a very skilled force user then Jedi mind tricking a, a, a stormtrooper is not that far of a leap. So that part also, of it shows the rawness of Kylo <laughs> that he might not be fully trained. He's well, a very so raw. I'm, I'm, so I'm with Eddie on this. Hold on, let me let me let me explain real quick because because Eddie kind of has a problem with it. And you know I had thought about this much before, but the more I do, the more I'm like, okay, maybe this is a little bit of a problem because because so my my, my initial thought was that okay, Kylo is attacking her. Her mind is seeing that, recognizing it, and responding. Like, she's she's seeing the use of the Force, she's having it affect her directly, and maybe that's sort of leading her mind down this path to where, oh, that's, oh, that thing over there that I didn't really know what it was before, that's the Force, that's what that is. But the thing is, when Yoda was training Luke, or when, when you know, Ben Kenobi was training Luke, or anything like that, there was never anything like that. It was always search your feelings, you kind of have to figure it out on your own, and and there was none of this impression that that they could use the force on someone who was untrained, even if they had any kind of potential, and you know that they, they would kind of realize, oh, that's what the force is, that's what the force feels like, or anything like that. So I, I'm I'm definitely in a it's bit a, of agreement. It is a with departure, you I think, with the way that they use yeah. the force in the the original. It, f- I'm, okay. I'm not, I'm not like original. I don't think it's a huge issue, but it's it's no, definitely it's, it's, it's not. A like I said, it's a difference. And I think it's certainly. a departure with a definite goal in mind because the way in which we're set up for the story, there's no Jedi, and really the only Force users that we know of are Luke, Kylo Ren, and Supreme Leader Snoke. See, for me, there, there's again I'll, I'll, two sides of my mouth here. Number one is a I kind of thought they used it as a little bit of a device because now after um, if you go back to A New Hope, the Force lightsabers etc. play a very small part. It's not really till Jedi Return of the Jedi that is that we get a good sense for what a Jedi can be. Mm-hmm. Um, and Luke can barely do dick until he goes to Yoda. Right, and so that's that's the part for me. Like she's she's like. Either A, they're deliberately showing what a fucking natural talent she is, which I'd be okay with. I, I think that's where they're going. Or B, they're sort of breaking the rules a little bit and, and using her more as, like you were saying, like, I was okay with this because there was no plot progression based solely on the Force. 
you know, like that for me, this was a little bit like if, if they're not, if they're not just showing her just being exactly what a raw talent she is and exactly how smart she is, then to me, this was a little bit of a MacGuffin. Like this is what's, you know, driving so the plot when away. I, when I see Ray, <clears throat> I see this chick who she's lived a hard life. She's learned how to survive, uh, on her wiles, basically. Um, She's no whiny bitch like Luke. She's not <laughs> whiny. I mean, she was to an extent. Like she just like, no, I got to get back home. I got to get back home. She's sentimental, but she's not whiny. It, and it was, it was. I, I kind of found that akin to like when um, Obi Wan was like, "If you're to accompany me to Alderaan," he's like, "I can't go to Alderaan. I got to get back home." Yeah, you know, yeah, sure, sure, but not whiny. Moisture evaporators to get with. Yeah, moisture not, to farm, buddy. Not whiny at all. Um. But I, I really, I, I do feel like this is kind of one of those things that's leading us to find out more about her. Like, I do mm-hmm. think we're going to find out her lineage, and I think it's going to yeah, point course. to the fact that this girl is heir to all things powerful. Do you think that she's going to be, like, the, not necessarily the, the balance in the Force, but, you know, essentially, what what the Jedi were thinking that Anakin and then Luke following him were, were going to be? Which is, they said it was the person that was going to bring balance to the Force, but but balance means equality between Sith and Jedi, and this would definitely not be equality. I could see that, but not to get too far into it, like, for me, one of the big questions at the end of this movie, and Eddie's going to talk about his theories, is who's Daisy's parents? Who's she fucking waiting for? Okay, so let's talk about that because we're going to get past that, so... I have a couple of thoughts. Like, I have, I have really two theories, and I think that they're kind of laid out. Number one is I think that we might see, and this is not the one I like as much, um, but I don't have a really good reason. So, anyway, the one that I don't really like as much is that I think that she may possibly be Kylo's twin. I, yeah, but at the same time, you think they I'm, they would have mentioned that already? Well, yeah, with Leia yeah, I don't and, like that as okay, much, but I thought they hinted at that. Here's why I don't like it. The reason I don't like it is because when Kylo is uh, a little baby child, they have no reason to hide uh, uh, um, Ray, and yeah. it's not like Leia, Luke, and or uh, Leia and Han never give any good, real good reason why they would have lost a baby on Jakku and not ever said anything about it. So I don't like that one as much. Yeah, where I think it, it's very likely is that she's Luke's kid. Yes. Yep. That's what I think too, and I think it is. Luke uh, fails with the Jedi Academy that he's trying to start because of Kylo. And he realizes the danger of children who are force sensitive. And he's like, well, I'm going to leave my kid on this planet to succeed or fail as will happen. But here's the thing. She was not an infant. No, yeah, th- this is kid. where so there's there's I'm going to poke two holes in my own thought. Which who's is, Luke fucking? That's hole number one. There's no plausible, and they don't necessarily have to. They could just say, you know, he Here, knocked up some Mon chick. Mothma. Here, yeah. <laughs> here's what could be more likely. And and I'm going to say more likely, like, this is definitely what it is or anything like that. But if if you're going to lend to the theory that this is Luke's kid, um, it's more likely that maybe uh, somebody that Luke has had a relationship with and then has moved on has the kid realizes who and Luke the kid's know. father is yeah 
and hides. And doesn't want to deal with the consequences yeah. of having this kid who probably, for all mm-hmm. intents and purposes, is very powerful and, and yeah. basically gives the kid away and leaves. And this might be a good way to call back to some of the extended universe and say that the mother's name is Mara Jade or some shit. You who know? knows? But, I mean, it's it's also another it's also another thing where it could be, like, as a small child even, that Ray exhibited behaviors or um or showed signs of having this power they tested in... her metachlorians no <laughs> they, they definitely don't do, do that they anywhere. actually they, they, they didn't do a space chlamydia test oh damn <laughs> um but fuck you sir anyway so lots of good theories that that i mean we don't know it could no, be none of these yeah and yeah but i actually will say equally likely in my mind is absolutely no explanation is giving a- absolutely no explanation well, whatsoever she's just a one, badass that comes i don't know i think they will probably yeah. end up saying They'll something try to because i think that parentage is such a huge part of this story just yeah. in general and whether or not it's luke's kid that's uh, like, like i said it's me, a family thing yeah it's definitely a family thing not gonna be a family thing I don't think it's going to be a family thing. I think that she is going to be a child of a Jedi who disappeared after Order 66 was given. I uh, think that's I probably think they, less likely because she's not old enough. I think they have to acknowledge the prequels too <laughs> yeah, much to do that. I mean, unless she's part of a race that ages at literally one-third See, the speed of anybody else. Definitely not like, related to well, Obi-Wan. Then. <laughs> right. Really and she did grow up in the same environment. So it, It's it's but actually kind of too bad that they made Kylo as young as, as he is because one of my theories was that um, the reason that Rey gets ditched on the planet is because they're hiding her from Kylo. So that yeah. was that was kind and of my original twin theory, but that yeah. doesn't work because they're not the no, they're not know, they're the, like same the same age. And, and I want to say that I love the casting. Like I was a little hesitant for the casting of Adam Driver because I've mm. seen girls, mm. and while I like him as a complete mm. douchebag a hole, I like him so much better as Kylo Ren. So, oh god, so he's got he's got the crazy in. Let's girls. get in. That, let's, that's what I think they were looking for. I don't, I've never I seen that seen show, that. and I probably I, won't. Same. But let's um. Let, let's talk a little bit about that because leading up or not leading up to, but immediately following her escape by mind fucking the stormtrooper and shit, like he throws another tantrum. This is the second tantrum we've seen. <laughs> and then throw. the stormtroopers start to walk down the <laughs> corridor. They're like, a, uh, that's, uh, that's, that's one of the bit of, it's, it's a little around. bit more slapsticky, but it's still, it's <laughs> still it. totally good. It's great. I it loved was amazing. It. It, to me, it wasn't even slapsticky. Like that was exactly what any <laughs> fucking person would do in real life. And that's happening. You're like, Fuck it! I haven't made it this far on my round yet. <laughs> like, screams, yeah. yeah, you're gonna turn the fucking. R- I would much, and go. much rather explain to stormtrooper number thirty-seven or something like that why I didn't make it down that corridor. Yeah, <laughs> oh. let's let's let, let me let me ask you a question real quick. Kylo Ren, can we say the best commander in the universe because? He sees one stormtrooper looking weird, and he automatically knows that stormtrooper's yeah. fucking designation. Yeah, he knows the number. It's like, ah, oh, that's FN17253. Yeah. He was looking like a fucking weirdo on the planet. But here's the thing. Also, another mark of a good leader, didn't immediately choke him and kill him. I mean, yeah, bit him in the ass later, but <laughs> but he's not necessarily leading through fear. Yeah. He can. Oh, and he oh, delegates. Yeah, he's got he delegates all side. that shit. He's he, like, oh, Commander, you gotta go hey, get your guys. Hey, Phasma. Go fucking deal with your shit. Yeah, but, yeah. um, you know, so, so here's the thing. One of the pieces of knowledge that we glean from the scene between um, him and Ray before the escape is you're afraid that you're never going to be as good as your grandfather. Yeah. And then we see the second tantrum and we realize that, of course, that that is exactly 
Like he is not fully mature yet. Like there's I think there's he's still a little issues. bit weak. Honestly, because okay, because he comes from Leia's stock, and well, viewing that's sexist, but... I, no, 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 no. But <laughs> let's look at this movie. There is zero the, indication the that, that Leia has. There is, despite 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 Leia's, we will get to that in a yeah. second. We will talk about the force sensitivity of Leia despite here in a second. Despite her no, lineage, no, no. okay, go, she go go. It's no, no, yeah, no, yeah. Despite her lineage, which is you know the same as Luke's or whatever, she has not been trained in the force and she doesn't show but she, quite frankly i don't user. think that she's as strong as luke is in the force no even, and i agree but at the same time so, she's still sensitive because you see when fucking Han, uh, 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 we're not uh, there yet well you yeah, said no. go ahead no but guess, we said go ahead to him but yes <laughs> <laughs> but that doesn't matter because somebody doesn't have any force power anyway so force users can sense each other but they can't necessarily sense non-force users. True. Well, apparently in this movie they can. They can because of this, and they no, can that sense was her heart. non-force users. Her heart was breaking. That are planets away, no. solar systems so, away. Okay, okay. Before we get into that though, let's let's talk a little bit about the fact that Ray is a hundred percent dead on. Kylo Ren is not nearly as well put together as we kind of think he is at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he's a badass. He, he's no also question about that. He's also conflicted. He's, he's a, a little conflicted bit conflicted and not as mature. No, I, that's that's, mature. that's what I, I looked at him as like a gigantic fucking man child. He's kind who, of a teenager. Yeah, he he oh, was yeah. a big angsty teen to me. Well, and, and the thing is, is his dad, it, he's got severe daddy issues, and it's like this is something that's, that that's they, the thing. And, and I really want to see the backstory on this because I want to kind of find out why there was a falling out. Like what led him down this well, path where what, he's so angry. I think it's what I, Leia I said. must Leia guess said, he found like space, my chemical romance or something like that. Either that the or the it cure. was the dashboard yeah. confessional. Like, yeah. like, <laughs> it was a long time ago. The and cure. This is, what I, this is kind of what I gleaned about it. Leia. It was when we see Leia and Han Solo get back together. They're, they're talking about shit. And she's like, I shouldn't have sent him away. That's, That's when we lost him. And I think that what happened, and this is just my own reading into the situation, is that the mom sends the son away to go train with the uncle. The son doesn't want uncle to leave. Uncle touched him in places he didn't want to be touched. Maybe. In the um, force, his uncle touchy right all of a sudden. <laughs> but the thing is, is the I think the son didn't want to leave. The father said nothing, and so the son becomes bitter. That I and I can see that being being a case of it, and you're right. She did make mention of the fact that I shouldn't have sent him away and whatnot. So and so that for me, that is where think, we get the daddy. Issue. Here's the thing, though, and this is the part where I kind of have a little bit of a problem with the with with this aspect of the movie because by the end of Jedi, Han, Luke, and Leia are very close. Yes. Mm-hmm. So the fact that he's going to train with his uncle should not be. An issue necessarily that he's going away from right he's because going he's going to be with Uncle Luke, who presumably, as far as we know the from the end of Jedi, has been a member of the family and whatnot. So, yeah, well, I mean, together. he made out with his sister. Okay, so once. I'll give you another idea. We which... probably didn't talk about that to the kid, though. It's only a yeah. little awkward. <laughs> I'll give you another idea, and maybe that's that Snoke is the reason for this. Like, maybe he got in there somewhere. Like, this could be a you know, like similar to the prequels. Thank, fuck me for saying so what's. They may be going the slow burn on Snoke. You know, we we see this hologram that he's this disfigured looking weird well, fucking and dude. What I really like about have that to hologram. be that the whole time. Before before you before we go too far into it, was that not brilliant? Because I did not. So okay, I had read online like months ago that that there was going to be a big bad guy that was 
I above had, I'd had been Kylo. Deliberately, yeah. I saw not. this months ago, but like before yeah. I even realized that we were getting close into spoiler territory and whatnot. Um, and that this dude was huge. Mm. Yeah, he was huge. And what I really liked, and I know where you're going, is that it was a hologram. But it didn't look like it right away. No, it no, was really hard to oh, tell right away. And it wasn't really... until it actually like blinked out that I was like, "Holy fuck, he how... might not be a giant or whatever." Like, we what don't know how really big he is. What really made me think of was the builders from Prometheus. And the way in which they were kind of this blank slate, very uh, pale, large guys compared to everybody else. Snoke's been through some shit. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah he's yeah, scarred. Yeah, yeah. He's Hold scarred on. like Vader was scarred, like on the top of his head and shit yeah, like that. How much? Sure. How much did these Snoke scenes remind you of the Marvel Empire? Universe movies, though? No, Empire. No. Empire. No? Yeah, for me. The, it was well, Empire. there there's yeah. Empire because you, because you get Star Wars like, is natural. The but... Emperor and and. If if nobody here has read much of the extended universe, um, it talks at length actually about how the emperor specifically chose the the projection of his hologram to be bigger, bigger. larger than right. life. Yeah, yeah, to project that image. Well, like when yeah. you're looking like I loved that Thanos or whatever. No, the, the, loved yeah. it. The thing for me with anything, anytime Snoke was on screen, was just basically where the fuck did this guy come from? Yeah, like, yeah. there's so many questions. Like, who is he? Where who trained him? Like any of that shit. Like where the fuck did this guy come from? And there's very few hints. Like the scar is a hint, and it to me like I'm like I'm looking at this, and I and, and this is just me. Did the emperor somehow survive his fall and then escape? But then at the same time, I think back to Jedi, it, and I'm like, there's no fucking way. It's it's not the emperor. No, it's yeah. not. I I no. did have that that theory pot popped in my head for a. About a micro three second. quarters of a second. Yeah, yeah, but I'm sure I'm pretty but sure it's not going to be a thing. my like I I was looking at him and I was seeing Vader. Like my my personal yeah. theory, Vader, is that um this is Vader at some point chose an apprentice that nobody knew about. See, that's been done before. I mean, we do have you know a whole series of games based on that idea. And part of it also is, and, and this is something that. And and I I went here for about a half a second, but then I realized it was a little too Scooby Doo. Is what if it's Vader's Force Ghost? No, because no. Vader's <laughs> redeemed. I would have yeah. gotten away for it too if you. But like I said, yeah. it's his Force, force users, and so I and I immediately dismissed it in my head. But but I, I the idea of it being Vader's apprentice. But it nobody knew about. It doesn't look like Hayden Christensen at all. So first off, <laughs> fuck you. No, this this guy could actually act. Well, um, and it's Andy Circus, which I really fucking like. Andy, yeah, Serkis. it is. It, really? it is. It yeah, is. It's weird. Andy Circus is in like everything, and usually he's small. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, <laughs> usually he's small. They, he's they, they honey, I shrunk the kids, Tim. Except for the opposite so, of that. Um, honey, I blew up the. Let's let's move on. Snoke. Let's move on through the story because we're getting to some some pretty intense stuff. Um, Ray escapes. Uh, Ahan comes up with a plan to get the shield around this big doomsday device down. We haven't really talked about the doomsday device, but it blows up multiple planets using the energy of it's the sun. The, it, this is one of the I things like that's... It. It's a super-duper Death Star. I don't like that's it. That's what I don't like. That's one of the things that I really I, didn't like. Is like I saw the planet, I saw the weapon, like the big thing sticking out of the side of the planet, and I was like... that's That was my the... thing, too, because I saw... And I was like, they built a giant Death Star. A bigger Death Star. And then they get to it, and it's a planet, I'm like, what the fuck is this? I was like, well, wait a minute. This, what? this is where JJ loses me. He lo- okay, so there's there's one usually one thing in his movies that I've noticed that kind of loses me. In Star Trek, it was this 
giant thing with black holes or something i'm just like that doesn't make any sense from a physics perspective and it's star trek and they actually respect physics for the most part so yeah eh, i don't know it's more like just this big thing that that he he feels like he needs to have this big thing for well, the and movie i was looking at it and, and we're looking at the way that it was built and you're like this is and if you remember um back to a new hope and you've got the diagram of the death star that it, that comes up from the r2d2 uh that they're like they're analyzing it for weaknesses and the big fucking gun is right on the equator rather than in the dish that's all it was just scaled up to be a planet let me let me ask you this question though do we think that it was a jj thing specifically or do we think that uh the remnants of lucasfilm who went to disney when they got bought out and the fact that lucas was a paid consultant had no, anything no, to do with no, this you've got to make Lucas a paid consultant. That's that's I don't think that has. I don't think you have to because if, honestly, if it was me, I wouldn't have. Well, yes, yeah, another... unless it was part of the language of the contract when the buyout happened, might have been. I wouldn't have. Well, and this was all to yes, DC. I would have given him credit just like they did in the credits, yeah. like based on characters created by right. Yeah, this but, is all too War World or whatever it is that Dark Sides Dark Sides World. So for me, it was Apocalypse. Yeah, you mm -hmm. know, I for I me did the not thing like about it. this was that we're trying to call back to the original trilogy, and this this to me was a little too on the nose. Here, like not only th that, this was a little too much. Like we got to make the threat bigger somehow. This so was more like is, let's let's turn it up to eleven. Here's yeah, here's exactly. my thought on it, and and all these. All these theories, whether it was lip service to the original trilogy or what have you, I can forgive it in this movie if we don't see another Death Star happen again. Well, and not only was it like the, the callback to the Death Star, but for me and the extended universe, you remember the Sun Crusher? Yeah. That, it was like half Death Star, half Sun Crusher. And I think it was just poorly done. Here's the thing. That was kind of my least favorite part about the Jedi Academy trilogy. Yeah, me too. I I was like... Other than, other than the fact that it later resurfaced. Yeah. And and the way they did it was well done in the books. Yeah. But I don't want to talk too much about that because I don't think either one it, of these guys have actually read too much into no, those no. those novels and but, stuff. And but, we're getting to what's, my outer limits of the novel, here, the so universe. The thing about this was is it was almost even used as a joke in the movie. Like in the movie, they were kind of like, "Oh, we got to go take out the shield generator thing." Essentially, like it was very much like we're it, using tropes from the other it, movies. It a got bit to be less of a let's pay homage to what's come before and more of a kind of a let's, masturbatory. Yeah, like, let's do what's hand job kind of a thing. But like, one of the things that I like about it, and this is probably the only thing, is is we're looking at we've got to go blow up this, you know, this shield generator. I but when we go to where they store the energy, it sets up the ability to have the showdown between Han and Kylo Ren. Here's the thing: I'm actually, not going to shame you for having positive feelings about the whole thing, yeah, because of the fact that this movie was so well done, and this was one thing that maybe a couple of us didn't necessarily agree with like there's no reason for anybody to feel ashamed about enjoying the part of it this is actually where i was going to go too uh, um to sam's point like i was okay with this scene specifically because it's basically to me backdrop for uh, um kylo and yeah. han yeah. yeah it's the backdrop so, it's the lead into like yeah. they need that big 
ultimate, you know, gigantic epic part of the story. But that's the only reason it's there, though. I wish that, yeah, see, that, like, that's, I that's wish the thing. They, There's I no. I wish they would have done something a little bit more creative a little bit more outside the yeah. box a little bit there, there's no there's no need for it like even as far as you're looking at like the perspective of who the big players in the galaxy are like there's no need for a weapon like this there's so, no need for it and it's, it's a huge investment in time and energy to build something like this no, with well, no real years, reason for, for it for me it's it's purely st- storytelling for me like my gripe with this is purely story purely storytelling i really wanted well, them to just do something a little bit different but like again it's this point is a little bit moot because it just provides a good backdrop for having all these characters in the same place well, and it's a and, backdrop and, similar to the confrontation between luke and the emperor but yeah let's, uh, again call back to the other story so let's I, let's I, kind of move yeah. on from that a little bit and talk about a little a little bit of of the um the reason we're there yeah, let's let's talk about all of it. Actually, so, we're, we're two hours in and probably getting pretty close to the meat here. I think. So we 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 need to look at a couple of things. Finn and his character is one thing that I I kind of want to uh, dive into a little bit. So Finn is very very reticent of of having anything to do with the First Order ever again in his oh, life. Oh yeah, right. Yeah. Very. He's and, gonna he's gonna run away and and go with these smugglers or and it's you know, emphasized whatever. over and over and over and over and over again until he realizes that ray yes, is captured. in trouble mm-hmm. he yes. he doubles down on this ray. is this is when we very much realize that he i don't know if it's love but he very much cares for ray and wants to make sure she's taken care of See, well to the he, point where he, he makes up a story it. about knowing how to disable the shield on on this new super weapon just to get to the planet to save her. And, he and I talks think that's, about that's this, a and good... And there's a line that he says, he tells her when he's trying to get her to leave with him, that up until the point where she looked at him for the first time, nobody had ever looked at him like that. And I think that, and you look at his upbringing by the First Order to become a stormtrooper, he's never experienced either friendship or love in that way. Yeah. Uh but and the first time she looked at him, she was super pissed at him. So. No, yeah, true. <laughs> well, I, 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 uh, I, 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 like he's he's trying to get some space boontang. Like that's what he's going after. Like, but, it, it, but, it seems I mean, like that at first, really, but, but then later on, like you kind of get the sense that like he really does want to make sure that she's okay. Oh no, I, I definitely to the point where now it's become his personal mission, even though he's probably gonna die doing it wants to make sure she's she's safe he's, he's that, probably just projecting that stormtrooper programming onto that, that was a little bit of a joke but yeah no i i do get the feeling that he's going so counter you know like he he very much wants to do the right thing now and what he views to be the right thing he's is, gotten a taste of sure. what it means to have free will and and take yeah. care of people around you because you want to not because you're programmed to make sure that your comrades are okay or whatever you right. know um but that leads us to the actual battle on the space station. So Han comes up with the plan to take the shield down, or thinks he does. I mean, he can get to the planet. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, they end also up utilizing badass scene. Just yeah, badass scene. They end up utilizing Phasma. Mm-hmm. Um, in a way that I wasn't even. I, I didn't. I, yeah, I had no idea right, they were going to utilize that, it that way. It. And it had one of my favorite comedic lines in it where han asks if there are any are uh, there any trash shoots trash shoots they, yeah. and we'd previously you know, compactors. Learned, <laughs> we'd previously learned that finn was in sanitation and he just he was like matter of fact yeah there are and you and you can just see phasma in the trash shoot like i know she's coming back 
I know Phasma's coming back. They've yeah. already told us she is. So yeah. yeah. Actually, just in general, another just brilliant section was when they were talking about you know like what did you do you know when you were... I was in sanitation. I was in sanitation. sanitation? <laughs> what? Yeah. And you have that look we're, on we're, Solo's face. We're, Which we're infiltrating a gigantic organization, planet-wide massive destruction, and you were in fucking sanitation. <laughs> he he very much was was looking and talking to Finn like he did three PO most of the original trilogy. Yes, yeah. like that was yes. that was it was, was classic. It was almost it. a callback to me. Like it was almost a a, a nod on JJ's part to kevin smith's discussion in clerks about contractors on the second death star yeah because because you don't think about stormtroopers like that you know normally you're you're like oh they're they're in battle stormtroopers necessarily are like that most of the time i think most of the time you they're the shock troops yeah yeah no no no, but but they but they the empire slash stormtroopers are cannon fodder essentially but military well now see here's the thing even marines have jobs when they're not fighting Mm -hmm. oh yeah definitely exactly so that's that's and that's these boys having been in the military kind of get that more than like we he's, as civilians he's got his sanitation job he's an ht yeah <laughs> he's definitely an ht um shit chasers so <laughs> um but that leads us that leads us to one of the better scenes so like his like obviously fenn is like no i lied i don't know how to di- disable the shield so yeah. they kidnap phasma to do that and whatnot yeah. i got and idea. then he's like we need to go find ray and then like han's like She's, she's right behind. She's Why like do you right keep there. doing that with your head? Like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's got that net, net that there. nod. You know, so, when you're walking down the street and you see somebody you know, he's like, "What's up?" Yeah. So here's the thing: they find her, they leave, like they're escaping, and then that's when we get the Han Solo moment again, like very much a callback to A New Hope. Only we don't see it happen in A New Hope. We just see him sh- come back. But yeah. in this scene, we see him, and all of a sudden, like they're like. These guys aren't going to take down this station from out there. Like it's not going to happen. We got to go back. We got to fix it. Well, mm-hmm. and it also has another one of my favorite comedic scenes is when Chewie hands Han Solo his coat as they're going back outside. Yeah. God damn it, that and is that is funny. Han Solo grabs it and looks up at Chewie like, "Why the fuck do I need this?" <laughs> yeah. And Chewie's all cold. Before cuz I think we're getting pretty much to the end of the movie here. Before we get into that, I want to say one thing um that we haven't really talked about directly and i'm not sure if anybody noticed it um probably you did or probably you will as soon as i say it but we've talked about supergirl on the podcast before once or twice yeah we talked about supergirl because one of the things that supergirl does is it just tries to shove feminism down your throat like a dry cock with no lube like it, it, they mm, they very that's much the way bryce likes that, it but that's best the can. way bryce likes it and it sounds good to me it, like just very much in your face about it i mean they they practically come out and say no seriously you should like a woman superhero like so i want to point out uh two things a you have a strong female lead here you have very much something you, that you can hold up as a feminist you have icon. the strongest lead in the movie yes who happens to be a woman uh no the, right. the strongest lead in the movie is a droid so, thank you <laughs> that, that 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 could be argued next to bb8 who as far as we know is androgynous but anyway, bb8 could be a woman it could be yeah um True. so a that's that's one thing that i want to bring up uh we have a very strong female lead the way that i think you do feminism in a movie the way that you do any sort of progressive ideal is you just make it be the thing like you don't draw attention to it it just is you don't have to hang a sign above it with neon lights that yeah. says i'm a girl and i'm cool i yeah. don't i don't know if there was somebody like if jj was like you know what we're gonna we're you know feminism is important to me we're gonna make that a thing we're gonna put that in there uh along well, the same lines you you get uh um uh finn 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 is you know i think he's black 
Maybe. Uh, pretty? <laughs> are, you, are you sure? And, well, and to your feminism point, I think the thing that really drives that home for, I don't know about you guys, but for me, is the the shot of her crawling up and down the fucking wall in this as she's trying to escape. She's looking around. Where can she go? Oh, I'm going to go over the side of this deep chasm and just fucking scale the wall. She's fearless. Like, like there's there's not fearless. but but to my my point is that the thing that i like about it this and the thing that i think makes it a progressive movie for me is that it does not matter no it you don't does treat not it matter to no. the story they, they don't beat you over the head with it it just if, so happens that the the lead in this movie if you is made, a very powerful strong-willed girl yeah but the thing is, is if you made ray a guy would it change the story at all i don't think so no no if you made Finn a white guy or an Asian guy, would it change the story at all? No. I mean, it'd Not be a little a bit. single bit. It'd be a little bit gayer uh, if she was a boy. Yeah, because the, I mean. the, 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 the Again, and, though, they could do it. Yeah. And, and you the know Finn what? And Ray as long as they don't beat you over the head with it, yeah, it's yeah, fine. Exactly. It, it would be progressive in a whole different manner. So, um, and, so, and that's one of the things I really liked about this is while and they say they've got this test to test whether or not a movie is feminist the bechdel test yeah i and while that that can be this this movie actually passes the bechdel test which is another like impressive feat the bechdel test is basically do you have a woman character on the screen that that is not primarily or solely interested in a man that's the abridged version that i'm probably getting wrong well this passes the bechdel test like part of that part of that test is do you have two women characters who talk to each other not about a man yeah and I think that part of the Bechdel test is this would fail because the only two yeah. women characters are Leia essentially and 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 they do talk about men and they do talk about you know well and Le- and Maz and I'm assuming that Maz is a female because she's played by a female, um, and so for me they talk about the Force though they don't talk they about talk, a dude well they talk about Luke and so sort of yeah and, uh, they more, talk, they they more talk, talk about, about her Luke, they talk about they talk about the piece of equipment yeah and what it means to yeah. Ray and in so, that essence. Like, it might fail that there's not a long, lot of conversations between two females, not about a male. But for me, Ray is such a strong presence throughout this entire movie that she can drive. She drives the movie. Here's here's what here's what drives me about Ray. Ray, for all intents and purposes, like if you see her outside of this, is a very attractive woman. Yes, they do not in any way, shape, or form go out of their way to, to yeah. doll her up. Or yes. anything else. <laughs> and the she one is thing still... I have about her wardrobe is after she changes into clean clothes. She's still showing her shoulders. Towards the end. Is she's got her arms wrapped. She's still showing still, her shoulder. And she like, I don't mind the sleevelessness, but why the fuck are your arms here's, wrapped? Here's, still? here's what I'm talking about, though. They don't make her up. They don't doll her up. She's still absolutely gorgeous to me in this movie. And yes. it's not because... Mm-hmm. It's just because she's such a strong character. To me, like, I love that about her. Like, she is... She's strong physically. She's strong mentally. Like she's super, she's fucking brilliant when it comes yeah. to her intuitiveness and everything else. But without spending a lot of time on, on Ray and feminism and all that kind of stuff, let's move into the meat and potatoes. Let's talk about what happens when they decide to go back to destroy the station. Um, because that's probably one of the most pivotal scenes in the movie. And this, if you haven't been spoiled yet, like, this is if you have not watched this movie, right just do not listen to this part because this will kill it for anybody. We get the showdown between Han Solo and his son, Kylo Ren. 
Um, ben. Ben. We we hear his name for the first yeah, time. Ben. We're going to talk about something real quick here. Extended Universe. You probably know what I'm talking about. Um, I, I explained this a little bit to Eddie on the way home. So in the original Extended Universe with the books, we had Han and, Han and Leia had three kids. Jason, Jason and, and Jaina, the twins. So, and then Obi-Wan. And then, no, Anakin. Anakin. Anakin was the third. I thought his middle name. No, his name was Anakin. Who am I confusing? Then? I don't I, know. Uh, um, but I think actually you're probably hinting. I do. I do know. But I'm just, you're, you're just yeah. wrong. So, <laughs> um, it's been a while. But Luke and Mara Jade had a son. That's his it. name was Ben. Ah. Yeah. Hmm. So named after. I really like the fact Kenobi. that Kylo Ren's given name was Ben. Purely on the fact that even though Disney, after they bought this, said, look, we realize there's this stuff that's been accepted as canon. We can't possibly progress unless we're just going to rehash somebody else's work and we don't want to do that. So it's no longer canon. But here's here's tribute to what's come before. Yes. That's what yeah. I felt like when but, that yeah. happened. But and, I, yes. and I was really happy about well, it. And I think there were a lot of small tributes throughout the whole entire thing to the extended universe. The only problem I have with it, and I don't know if this is where you're going or not, the only problem I have with it is I don't know why on Earth... Han and Leia would name their kid after Obi Wan, but yeah, it makes I no agree. sense. I, but I, I don't even care at this point because I, to no, me, I was honestly moving on. To uh, me, it was just it was just a throwback, just to acknowledge that this happened somewhere else, mm-hmm. and then progress with the story. Yeah. So now here's where we get the the Kylo Ren character arc. Here, here's where it ends. It's it's the big turning point. It's the big. You know, he's had some conflict between the light side and the dark side. There's there's a very Vader moment right here. And I'm yeah. talking like a Jedi Vader moment. Yes. And here here's where Kylo says, okay, is this is this where I'm going to end up being a big bad guy who's, who's dark side all the way? Or is here where I'm going to resolve things with my father and, you know, come back home well, to, and to Leia think, and, and I Han? I think leading into this, you got to acknowledge that Leia has challenged Han to bring their son home. Wasn't a challenge. It was just a if you run into our kid, bring him yeah, back to me. Kind bring of him back thing. to me type thing. And so inside of and Han is very reticent prior to this to even address the idea of having a son in the the movie. Han Han looks at it as very much a a non-force user looking at force users and not understanding how he can connect with this kid without having right. this the yes. same power. I think it was a little bit too that like at this point Han had basically just wrote him off. Like Han yeah. had basically said, like we can't get this one fucking back. Like he's the seen opposite... Dark Side before. Like he's seen yeah. what happens. The opposite of Luke. Like this is another good you know mirror mirror thing. Like the opposite of Luke. Luke looked at Vader and Vader was as notorious for as much fucked up shit as Kylo. Probably more. Probably far more. Mm-hmm. I mean he'd blown yeah. up Alderaan by this point, which he I guess... choked a lot more dudes. Yeah. Um, which is but 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 han and this is another good hint towards han's character han was kind of like well it's pretty much over with him like we're just not gonna get him and he he didn't run across run away from just him he also ran away from leia and there was a couple moments where i wondered if maybe kylo ren was gonna come back as you know to the light just because of the fact that here's the thing the super weapon when they fired it kylo ren didn't give a fuck about that thing nope no, he is no. focused, and this is one thing that I really liked: is he's completely focused on finding Luke Skywalker. He wants to find Luke, and for I mean, he's obviously very much 
in love with the idea of what his grandfather yes. could have been at one point. Yes. Mm-hmm. But it kind of ignores the whole the turn. But the back super the weapon, end. the first order, those are not Kylo Ren's priority in any way, shape, or form. Those yeah. are means to an end. Period. Yeah. Does anybody want to take uh, some monetary bets on whether or not Leia kills Kylo Ren? Nope. No. No. <laughs> Absolutely not. Uh, no, I think that part of this story is not. I think is Leia it... will die. Yeah. Before Kylo Ren does. I think that's my. Does. That's my. I think that by the end of this new trilogy, which it's what it is, I think you will see the original cast die off. Maybe not Luke. Luke will be the last one if he even does die off or if he just disappears. I don't know, but it, it, it'd be the, too obvious then. It'd the be too obvious. The only way Luke dies off, I think, is if they leave a capable successor. And we have to keep in mind, too, that that doesn't necessarily mean a lot because uh luke luke is uh, basically on his own middle way through empire like okay yeah okay let's let's rein ourselves in for a few minutes to to talk about the the penultimate scene um yeah okay where bryce is talking kylo, about kylo kylo he he finally makes his choice and it's very much underscored by the fact that the sun runs out and the, and the weapon is charged and then all of a sudden all the all the light's gone and the darkness is there and, the darkness and the red lighting. Mm-hmm. And and this is set up brilliantly, too, because Kylo says, I think I know what I have to do, but I don't know. Can if you I'm help st- me do it? Yeah. Not, I don't know if I'm strong enough to do it. And Can so you you've got me? the you've got the pleading of the father. Come Takes back the to helmet us. off. This is this is the thing where it it as much as I thought I knew what was going to happen. It, he takes his helmet off, sets it to the side. And I'm just like. He doesn't set it. He drops it. It's this, like he's abandoning it. This yeah. is this is actually the. This part... was really well done. I oh thought. yeah, it's amazing. It, and and as much as it hurts, what this leads to is is Kylo basically kills uh uh Han. Basically, yeah. he's straight out. He kills it. his father. He's, so he's what he does is like Sam said. He drops his helmet, and he he proffers the lightsaber. The lightsaber, mm. as though he's saying, "Take this from me and kill me." Possibly. I don't even get that. No, I just no, mean like just I, I think take it, I think he was like away. just take this away from me. I don't need this anymore. Me, I'm coming back to the help light. me get away from what I'm into, kind of a thing. It's like yeah, it's like a kid me. handing his dad his yeah. fucking heroin stash. Just get this. It's an intervention. Away from me. Is what it I is. almost got a strike me down feeling from it's, that. But it's an I didn't. I didn't. No, I honestly. No. I think. No. I mean, obviously, it was a mind fuck. Yeah. As we know now, but it at the time I was watching, I was very much just like. He's asking for help. Right. Yeah, yep. right. He's yep. you know, come back, and um, he kind of tears up a little bit. I mean, he it's, does. It's he really, had tears well, really and I think they well were genuine. Acted. I mean, I do think they yeah. were genuine as far as well, he did have conflict, and then, he just was not being honest about the direction he was and going. You've with got, it. and the thing that I really liked about it is not only did you have Chewie watching it, but you see Ray and Finn come They're above, up above Chewie, yeah, and so everybody, everything. They've got an audience at this point. This There's stormtroopers around too. They're just watching, watching. Like, yeah, what's going and to happen? You've got Han Solo, and he reaches out for this saber, and he grabs onto it. And there's kind of almost a struggle between the two of them as Han tries to take it from him, and then Kylo makes the decision, and you can see it in his face. It's almost a change because before there were almost tears, and then there's this resolve. There's just this hits the igniter. This this yeah, and he hits the igniter. And the blade goes through Han Solo. And I'm not going to fucking lie. Part of me wanted to break down. I I might have welled up a little bit. I, I, I did. And here's the thing. I... This is also the point where I decided 
I fucking love this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Like, because they took they took an iconic character and mm-hmm. and for I mean they they told us from the get go we're going to do a new trilogy. We're going to do episodes 7, 8 and 9. And we're going to get the original cast back. They didn't say how long they were going to keep the original cast and this no. is this is a good step forward in this has to happen mm-hmm. because we need to tell a story that's important. Yes. Yeah, and but they, at the same time, they didn't cheapen it. They honored the fuck out of Han with the whole movie. Oh, yeah. And he wanted to die. Yeah. Definitely. He did. Oh, yeah. And I Harrison think Ford wanted to die in Empire. In Empire. He wanted mm-hmm. his character to not come back after that. Yeah. And this was kind of their, their way of saying, this is what we need to do. And I, I'm pretty sure that's probably how they got Harrison Ford on board. I'm pretty sure they're like, this is the plan. We're going to kill you. Off. We're gonna and he you was off. like, fucking A right. Let's do it. Yeah. And but I'm not going to lie, this death was probably in. To me, before this, the most satisfying death of Star Wars had to be. It the means Emperor more to and... me than when Obi Wan let himself be struck down. I'll, I'll actually yeah. go in, you in one better four. and say this is the most satisfying, meaningful death in the series. Oh I, yeah, I would agree. That's where I was going. Mm-hmm. It, like, and the way they did it too was reminiscent of the Emperor being thrown off into the Death Star's core, like being thrown by Darth Vader. But instead of that, you see the father sacrificing himself to the son and then just toppling over. And it's a sad moment because it hits you so hard because it's it's so poignant. So poignant. It, it, it It's another good, you know, um, glance towards the original trilogy in that, just like you said, you get the father sacrificing his son, which you could say about Jedi or you could say about... Um, the force awakens mm-hmm. the other thing is is that you get the opposite effect from kylo ren because th- this to me mirrored vader's decision a lot too like vader had a very obvious point where he could decide to basically go the good way or go the bad way does he uh help help the emperor kill his son or stand idly by while the emperor kills his son or does he throw him over the fucking railing and so same thing here you got kylo making that same sort of decision does he just uh kill his father or does he submit you know even though that means a distinct loss of power and so on and so forth and kylo goes the opposite direction of vader kylo just fucking kills him this this brings me to my original argument um with bryce from the beginning and not not necessarily an argument but just a this is not a movie that necessarily just draws parallels to a new hope this movie actually draws intentionally several parallels to all Yes. Oh, maybe it was Sam. Okay. It was yeah, me. Yeah. <laughs> to to all of the original trilogy, which mm-hmm. was amazing. Yeah. And what I really, really, really enjoyed about this is you have the father sacrificing himself for the son. Instead of the son coming to the realization of the light side is what I, where I need to be, blah, blah, and the <laughs> redemption of the Anakin character at the end of Jedi. I think that we're going to see the this Kylo Ren character go to a much darker place. Here, I, I don't want to see a redemption for Kylo. It's too nope. by the numbers. No. Um. And here's the thing. I This movie, and one of the things that was really well done about it is so... Uh, several months ago, I was looking at IMDb, um, and I, I just happened... I looked at the episode 8 page. Mm-hmm. Mark Hamill was listed on it. So I was like, okay, so he's moving on to the next movie. Whether he's alive, whether he's a ghost, whatever, he's he's in it. I didn't find Kylo Ren in there at all. And so I was really worried that this was going to be kind of a Darth Maul 
one and done situation. No, they, they didn't pull it. Uh, they didn't pull a prequel trilogy and put a different bad guy in every single movie. And that's what I was. That's what I was worried about going into it. And this is well, going to lead us into the kind of the next scene, uh, the next is, major scene, which is the. the lights. Before we get there, we have to take a break. So we're back. We're and... going to talk about the um, the second penultimate scene. <laughs> because that's one thing and and before we go too far like that's one thing about this movie is um i think all of us will agree just when you think this movie can't get any better it does Mm -hmm. yes um so we see we see the big showdown between luke or not luke han and kylo ren where Han comes up with the short end of the stick or the long end of the lightsaber, whichever is, one you want to see. The pokey like, end. <laughs> he comes yeah. up on the pokey end. Yeah. To me, until the final scene, this is the emotional center. So um, Chewbacca, in a fit of rage, obviously, um, kills a bunch of stormtroopers. Um, oh, Chewbacca, <laughs> Finn, Ray, they just go ape shit. Everybody blows shit up, basically. So, and and here's, here's another callback, too, and I don't want to spend a lot of time on this, but there's a series of books called the new jedi order oh yeah yeah um in which chewbacca dies relatively early on reading after chewbacca died because i couldn't fucking handle it and han solo does not deal with it well no he doesn't at all imagine that um and he deals with it about the same way that he deals with his kid giving himself over to the dark side we'll just put it that way yeah leave it at that so the fact that we get to see chewbacca deal with han solo being killed that's a big deal because han solo was kind of his anchor well, and not only right. that, I thought that it was a great callback to A New Hope with Luke saying no and then just shooting the shit out of everything. Yeah. It mm-hmm. was gr- it was an emotional scene. It was great. And it was something that it was very cathartic. Yeah. So, okay. So Chewbacca gets pissed, kills a bunch of stormtroopers, and then blows up a good portion of, of the station, which was the, the entire later. reason they went back in the first place they, was they, to plant charges. They set a bunch of bombs, yeah. Um, I, do, I do want to gloss over, but I don't think we really need to talk about this. It was just visual candy, I think. Um, the whole space, not space, but surface battle with Poe Dameron flying around in the X-Wing, beautiful to watch, but there's not really a lot that I think we really need to talk yeah. about. No, with the exception and here was of a, the second trench run. Here's another piece just, of eye again, candy. just beautiful to watch. Yes. Here's another piece of eye candy. When they're planning the the charges around the super weapon, mm-hmm. was very reminiscent to when they're planting charges to take down the shield generator yep. on oh yeah definitely oh, yes. on the moon of Endor yeah it's it's like the original series the first one it was just X wings and then and then in in the last one it was oh they're down on the planet and then there's also ships on the uh, actual you know Death Star itself and then on this one it's just like oh there's people on the planet and people shooting on the Death Star but it's really the same thing in this one yeah you know so well, it kind of yeah they they it is one of the another one of those things that's a little bit like well they just kind of wanted to take this to 11 on the original trilogy here's here's I what i here's but, what i think yeah. what i think going forward is episodes eight and nine we're not going to see as many callbacks i think this movie no. was jj's I way so. i think this was jj's yeah. way of saying look we respect what came before we're going to pay homage to it now let's tell our story. It's yeah. a good bridge, yeah. I think. And well, this was a good story, even with all the callbacks great. and everything. Was this was a very, very good story. But yeah. so, but let's move the scene. We, well, we and so, one thing that I really liked, and this is going to move the scene forward, is <laughs> as we're getting, as we're pulling out, and we see Chewbacca hit the detonator. That's the last scene we see of Chewbacca. And, no, and, it isn't. Hold the, hold the fuck on. <laughs> well, don't say it's the last scene when it's not. 
<laughs> Let me finish, asshole. <laughs> That's the last scene we see of Chewbacca until after we have the lightsaber battle and he comes in with the Millennium Falcon to rescue and pick up our, the two heroes. Oh. And so you, you're you left with this question. Where is he? So I wasn't left with that question. Oh, I was. <laughs> no, I didn't care. <laughs> yeah. Um, so here's... So we we go into um, the quote unquote final battle, and this is awesome because we got we got Ray and we got Finn running, yep. and then we get Kylo, uh, who's injured because after everything's all said and done, Chewbacca fucking shot his ass. Yep, right in the side. And there was no... and he didn't stop that fucker. No, nope, nope. <laughs> there he was took a little... it right in the fucking kidney. Or there was a little bit of shot. conflict. Yeah, it was on the side. Yeah, <laughs> um, but. So we we end up um we end up outdoors there in the snow um amongst the woods and Kylo comes up on on Finn and Ray and I think actually Finn and Ray come up on Kylo waiting for him maybe yeah, yeah. but he draws his lightsaber and then Finn because he's got the lightsaber he's like ho 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 <laughs> motherfucker I got one too um and he summarily gets his ass kicked doesn't <laughs> do too well against Kylo Ren well, like he holds it. his own for a minute yeah well, and this drives home the fact that Finn is not the, the well, no, 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 force no, no. user. I, I like two parts about this. Kylo actually almost immediately neutralizes Rey. Yes. Like, he busts her ass against a tree and yeah. she goes down for a bit. Um, secondarily, Finn actually did fairly fucking well. He did all right. I mean, at, for, at for, first. Yeah. There's no, like, this isn't another almost quasi problem I have with the movie. He shouldn't have lasted four seconds. Like, they should. He gets a train. Kylo, Kylo yeah. should have cut him down like timber. Like, it should have been over in a Speaking second. But how much. Like how timber, much. One of the things that I loved about this is as the duels progress, we they see actually the trees, do cut some timber. The, yeah, oh, the trees yeah. Are that falling. was badass. It was great. I was like, is this the artist? Probably, probably one of the more true mm -hmm. uh, usage usages of a lightsaber. Yeah, I, I love that. Actually, love, cuts through shit. Yeah. yeah, I love that the effects have caught up with what we we envision lightsabers to be because it, it is so satisfying to watch. But anyway, um, so Finn Finn takes the fall. You're you're correct, and for all intents and purposes, he could be dead at this point. We don't know because of the mm -hmm. way he goes down. Like it's pretty fucking brutal. Yeah, um, yeah which gets, I also slashed like, across because it was he it does, does like very, straight up the spine. Yeah, as yeah. far as we this we is know. a this is a departure I think from the original trilogy too because this is one of the more brutal like. Without cutting off a hand, this is one of the more brutal well, and the thing maneuvers in the Star Wars. Also, I really love about it is the lightsaber dual style. It's not that that was one of the big points that I was going to make. Is it's very very of reminiscent the of the original trilogy. It's yeah. reminiscent, definitely reminiscent, but it's also evolved. It's more slower and methodical, more slower, more slow, <laughs> and more methodical. You should go slower. <laughs> I should. <laughs> Um, take it it's like a happy medium between the two because yes. it is it is a much quicker battle. It's, it's harder to follow than the original trilogy, but it's also much more emotionally driven than than the pure choreography fest that it was, was the prequel trilogy. It was very much based on more of a traditional fencing style, and you could tell because she was there was a there was a lot of riposts and parrying and shit like that that was involved more so than than in either the original trilogy or yeah. the yeah uh, she, the prequels. She especially was very much into the. Let's just stab at the you. The straightforward, but but yeah. with good which is form. effective, yeah, but with yeah. Good form. which can be effective. See that that's again something that took me out of the movie a little bit. There, she doesn't know how to do that. She, uh, she's never used a saber. She's never used a sword. We don't. She doesn't. She uses the bow staff. She doesn't look that good. With the bow staff, it's the poke. 
Yeah. See, and, and so no, this is where they're I'm completely seeing. different styles. Like this is one of the things that that is will continue to bother me, and I don't think you're going to change my mind on it at all. She she really shouldn't be as good with the saber as she is. I, I can buy the force shit. Like that's fine. I can give you up until the point where she's at the precipice of that cliff. Oh, yep. that 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 fine. I will give you just purely because I think at that point it, it purely becomes I'm more attuned to the force. I can react faster, quicker, better, etc. That's that's one of my favorite moments because yeah. she's she's holding her own, but she's she's starting to lose ground. Oh, she was losing it quick. And yeah. then and then she's at the precipice and he's coming toward her, and then all of a sudden she's just like, "Well, he makes a plea. He yeah. he he says you need training. Train with me." And that that triggers her, and she's like. Wait a uh, minute. Oh yeah, the force. I'm attuned that like one thing. I've I've realized throughout the last day that I have some affinity for doing this. Yeah. And just focuses, just lets herself kind of almost meditate for a minute and comes back and just drives him back. Well, I think that's where it, it really becomes the force awakening, so to speak, as as the title of the movie suggests. Yes. And I think the whole thing was the force awakening. Like Right, starting but, from when she was aboard the ship you know you know what i mean like that's mm-hmm. when we really kind of see it as an as an audience like we're watching well yeah because you awaken. can you can see her puzzling it through in her head but yeah th- mm-hmm. this one was another thing yeah. i like about this is that again going back a little bit to the feminism point they didn't dump like they didn't make her like a dainty little female gro- you know weird style she's aggressive as shit like Again, you could replace her with a man, and it would make it just as much sense to me. And, it, and that's fine. Well, In this case, it's perfectly fine because well, lightsabers have no weight. The, There's no reason you have to have any to, style. Like go yeah. along with this is after she disarms him and she's stalking towards him. Like to me, looking at that, the way she was moving, it was so she was the predator. And he was this the prey. Is, this is really the big part of the scene I want to talk about for a different reason. Because here's where I got the sense that this is a light side versus dark side moment. And is she going to kill him? Yeah. yeah. Oh, for sure. That was oh, yeah. part of it. Here's here's my, my take on it, too. Because she looked angry. Oh, yeah. Very. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm okay believing that she was angry without also assuming that she's automatically going to head down a dark path because she was angry. Specifically because... She gives herself over to the force. She focuses. She meditates. Whatever she's got to do to like realize that she's got to let this energy field help her through this. Mm-hmm. But it's also very much a do or die situation. There's yes. not a. There's not a. If I throw down my lightsaber, I'm gonna live because she's not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so i'm okay with her being a little bit emotional about it number like secondly because of the fact that she's also not a trained jedi like she's not been trained her entire life to rid herself of emotion or anything else and i think that's and i'm i'm conjecturing a little bit but i'm hoping that that's where this this new series of films is taking us is along a path that it's not being devoid of emotion does not help you be a jedi it's learning how to deal with the emotions that you have naturally it's like half human Vulcans. That 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 makes sense, I think, too, because Luke isn't really a traditional Jedi. He's not, and no. I I don't think he ever like this no. this version of Luke that we have in this, and we'll get to this in a minute. I don't think he, for one second, believes that you can rid yourself of emotion and no. be an effective. If if he did, he wouldn't be where he is. Right. No. Yeah. Right. And, yeah. And, well, I mean, plus with with uh, uh, with Ray, I mean, we already kind of know she's got a little experience with the dark side. If you know what I'm saying. 
Well, she didn't that, fuck Finn. Uh, <laughs> All right. I know, but there's something. You know there's something there. Unlike the Coca-Cola commercial, there's some chemistry. There was yeah. chemistry. There's there was more chemistry with the, than with those stupid fucking teenagers. Yeah, and that's a great point. The chemistry between Finn and Ray really comes off on screen really well throughout it, the film. But you're not sure whether it's like a brotherly, brother-sisterly, no. or like a I'm into you kind of a thing. Yeah, you there's, don't know. There, I think there's confusion I, on I part mean, of they'd the have to be half-brother-sisterly. Okay <laughs> Well, I, I think Finn's not that confused. I think Finn would hit no. that if he had the chance. <laughs> I think Finn has that yeah. fucking five-hour erection that you're supposed to go see the doctor for after Viagra. Okay, but anyway, in, in, in a bit of a in a bit of a cop out, uh, the the earthquake shaking the planet just happened to separate uh, Kylo Ren, who is about to die, and you know she she gets sort of a sort of a, a chance to think about it again yeah. and be like, okay, I'm just going to run and here's, here's to get across thing. this and kill him. I don't think even if this chasm hadn't appeared, I don't think she kills him. Probably not, but, you know. I that's... think she stood there for a minute, and I think part of the reason she stood there for a minute was to send the message to Kylo Ren, you're beaten, mm-hmm. and I have no legitimate reason to have beaten you. Oh, for sure. This is what I saw in you before, you're afraid. But they, they could have just done ass. that. They could have just done that without having a giant crack in the earth split well, them apart. And I think at the same time, I think this that that giant crack in the earth might as well just said to be continued. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, oh, obviously, it's I, and, to be continued. But also, I think when you're looking at Kylo Ren on the ground, this is the first time in the movie that he's truly afraid. No, it isn't. I, I the first tr- time in the movie that he was truly afraid was when he was trying to extract that Im- that that information out of her mind and realized that she was not only pushing him out. But I think he was taken aback and he was surprised. That, no, there was more. He well, he left very abruptly because he was scared. He was pissing his pants a little. Yeah, I think that he was more. She's she was he was taken by surprise. He wasn't afraid because he still had the upper hand. This here. But he me. didn't. He, he didn't have the upper hand, and that was the whole point of that scene. Is he really thought he did, and he didn't. No, we'll she agree to disagree. In in a, in a gamer terminology, she pwned him. Oh yeah. <laughs> this this was the first time he was afraid and powerless to do anything, though. Yeah. Like like he had some measure oh, yeah. of control. He had you know he he definitely had his training and stuff. He was obviously completely taken aback and and very worried um in that in the previous scene but this one he had absolutely no control over what was happening no and control. he was this is essentially gonna die this is what i'll give you on that point sam this was not the first time he'd been genuinely afraid this was though the first time that he had to acknowledge the fact that the first time he was afraid wasn't a fluke yeah yeah i will I, and you know what i will concede that to you but for me got and, it and for me looking at this and looking at his expression like it was it was very well done very well acted it was the time which he realized that uh my training is not complete there's still more that i need to learn and still more that i need to do i like i want to acknowledge one point more about this fight that we kind of skip past before we move on to i think the the last scene of the movie mm-hmm. so one more point about this fight that i really really loved is there's a moment after uh finn goes down 
the lightsaber goes flying off, lands in the snow. Most oh, oh yeah. yeah. I was, yeah. was going to bring us back to this, too. Very so. reminiscent to Hoth. Uh, yes. when the lightsaber's in the snow and, and Luke has to grab it and, and Kylo goes for the saber with the force he's trying to force pull the saber over and it's not moving right away and you can see the consternation on Kylo's face for somebody of it, his skill that thing should have just flown right to him yeah and then mm-hmm. it comes flying out of the snow and sort of goes off towards Kylo and veer, and then veers at the last second past him into almost uh, nails uh, him in the raise. head and he kind of ducks back I, here's the thing style. I almost thought that this was the last time we were going to see Kylo Ren when that happened because I almost thought she was just going to ignite that fucker. Saber thrower on the way back. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm glad they didn't go that way. Anyway, yeah. the reason but, I want to bring this up is because literal chills. Like, I literally, when I oh, saw yeah. that shit happen, I literally had the chills. Oh, goosebumps. I knew it was going to happen. I this still is got not it. a figure of speech. <laughs> this is not a figure of speech. I literally had goosebumps at that point because. I did not immediately see that coming. Like I, I saw the callback and in retrospect, it's pretty obvious, but when it happened, I, I literally had the chills because it was just such a badass moment in the movie. And, and there was still, there was still the feeling of what if it does go to him? Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like until it flew past his head and you saw the shock look on his face, like you weren't positive. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he might've still caught it. Yeah. Yep. yep. Yeah. Yeah. So very well done. And I want to go, I want to throw this back to Sam real quick because I know there was a point he was trying to make earlier and we, we shut him down. But now that we know that Kylo kills Han, there's a point he was trying to make about Leia. Oh, um, when Leia, like when Han dies, there's this cutscene straight back to Leia mm-hmm. and you see her sit down very reminiscent of Obi-Wan Kenobi when, when Alderaan is destroyed, is destroyed mm-hmm. and you've got that a million voices suddenly cried out, but she just does it non-verbally and you can see that she's lost something that is so dear to she her. knows she mm-hmm. knows yeah and so there's no mystery to her to what happened and i think this goes to show the force sensitivity of leia and the, the connection between the two of them even though they were apart for a long period of time which is alluded to by this this movie um she knew the entire time that he was okay and so i just to me, it was a very moving moment. I I don't disagree. And that's why I wanted to throw that back to you because I, I mm. totally shut you down earlier when you were trying to go there. <laughs> um, and we almost missed it again. It, it, yeah. sets but, a, it sets up the scene after the fight a little bit too. Like Leia, there's not a lot of mourning. It's like you can see Ray walking towards her for a second. It looks like And they Ray's, both know. Yeah. Ray's yeah, going to deliver know. the news. Just but they, they just both know. They yeah. just kind of hug it out. And, and then we get to the final scene of the movie. What disappoints uh. me about that scene, and I don't want to spend too much time on this, but it's very reminiscent of Chewbacca not getting a medal at the end of, of the first Star Wars. Because when they get off the ship, Chewbacca and Ray kind of come off almost together. And you mm-hmm. see the look, and you're not sure if Leia's looking at Chewbacca. Yeah. And yeah. There were, they didn't yeah. hug it out. Yeah, and I kind of missed that. Like che- I, Chewbacca I, definitely had the, yeah. the loss, to, probably more than even Leia. He probably well, needed the hug more than Leia did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And like yeah. that, that kind of thing didn't happen. And instead, it was more of a scene between Leia and and Ray. And I get that to an extent. But now Ray's the new Han, but she also uses the Force. So yeah. Well, and I like the fact that when they were getting ready to leave, there was no compunction. <laughs> Chewie and her got on the YT freighter. And they took off in the Millennium Falcon. Uh, Finn is asleep and, you know, trying to cover... Presumably in a coma. Why not throw him into a Bacta tank? I mean, come on. Yeah, have a Bacta tank. (laughs) And they're taking off. And they're... At first, we don't know where they're going. But then they land in Scotland. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So... So we don't know where they're supposed to be. She better learn to speak Wookiee, though. 
pretty the, quick. The thing, the thing. That, okay, so we're we're at the last scene now. of The movie, the last scene of the movie, and we know Fuck we're getting there. Fantastic we, scene. We, Phenomenal. We're getting uh, we're getting to Luke. We know we're getting to Luke, and so so in case anybody has missed this, the only references we've made to Luke so far are that we know he's missing. We know he's yep. missing. He hasn't made an appearance in the film in any shape, way, shape, or form. Well, there was a flashback. There was a flashback. A, or it was a force well, stream. There was a of force the stream. hand touching R two. Yeah, you don't and actually don't see his face. That was it. Yeah. There's not even a face. And the thing is, he still looms over the entire movie. Right. Oh, definitely. So the the thing there's two things I loved about the scene. Number one is that there's no dialogue. No. Nope. Mm-mm. No. Um, there's the ship flying through hyperspace, which very much could have been like a good place for a motherfucking montage yeah they, but they, they could, didn't they could have no. it could have been a you know like and and then when they get there the reason they have no dialogue is because luke could have been all who the fuck are you and she could have been all like i'm this chick that you know knows Han i'm just talking about on the way there even yeah yeah i'm not even talking about the meeting yeah but the meeting itself like i loved that scene because there's no dialogue the introduction is simply her passing over the lightsaber. Well, and, and we don't uh, even know that he takes it. Uh, yeah. no, that's, no. that's the most important thing about this movie is, okay, so, not maybe not the movie, but of this scene in particular, we get there, Chewie and the droids. They, have, they stay back. They, they stay back. Up. They stay with the Falcon, and she goes on this almost vision quest kind of thing, only it's a physical journey. Uh, yeah. Actually, this is kind of one of the funny things as I was looking at that. I was like, why didn't you just land on top? but well they go she goes up the staircase and it says rock staircase i can answer that question yeah because he was in search of the first jedi temple so presumably he's found it you don't want to land Chewie's not going to land on top of an ancient temple that means something to Luke. but (laughs) so she's walking up the staircase and you just see a hooded figure with his back turned to her and you know immediately who it is even though you can't see his face the hooded figure you're like, oh shit, oh shit, that's Luke. This 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 gave me probably more chills. Oh yeah, than than most things in this movie. And he turns around and he takes his hood back. You can kind of see the beard before he takes the hood back. Oh. And you've got the hand, the mechanical hand. He doesn't have any artificial flesh on the hand. Right. Nope. That, yeah. that was my second thing here. Love uh, it. This is a meta movie moment, but mark hamill just fucking looks dope like he looks like the mo- he looks like the master jedi dude his hair was wily oh like yeah. it was it was unkempt you know like he's yeah. obviously been in a place where he's not had to make himself presentable, presentable to anybody in yeah. a long time um, and he he's got this presence about him which it says obi-wan kenobi but with an edge you know well here's here's my thought so we talked about earlier about how Luke is under no illusions that you can devoid yourself of emotion. Yeah. We know that's true because he came to this place basically out of fear. Yes. Not not that he was necessarily afraid of Kylo Ren. He was afraid of making more. Yes. Um, And then just, I mean, this this whole bit, I love the expression on his face. Because it's not like an, an overly emotional expression, but it's kind of a, um, how did you find me combined with what's wrong? Mm. Look, I, I, my, my take on the look, I mean, obviously it's a little bit of an enigmatic look. My take on the look was more of, uh, that 
he knew the moment was coming, but he still was very, very reticent. To yeah, face. he wasn't he, ready. He, he 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 was like, I knew this was coming, but fuck, I still don't want to. I wouldn't even be surprised if the next line in the, the or the first line of the next movie was like him saying, like, I've been expecting you type of thing. Yeah. Oh, like, and here's the thing. I don't think he takes a lightsaber back. I don't think he does either. No, but she holds I, I think it he out. Probably to says, him. "No, that's yours now," or something to that effect. You yeah. Know? If well, you've anyway. come this far and you found me, you've earned that kind yeah. of a thing. Yeah. Um. But like, she holds it out to him, and th- this is one. Th- this is one of the things that really struck me is that scene. Like, as she holds it out to him, there's like multiple different takes. It's like it takes a little bit, and you can see the look on his face. Not only is he looking at her, he's looking at the saber. And it's almost with the, oh, I don't want that, you know? Like, he he's... Almost as here? much as she's saying, take, take this it. away from me. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. She doesn't want it either. He doesn't want it. And th- there's going to be this, like, there's this struggle. I, I, I want it. I want <laughs> here's, here's my thing. I think that that's kind of going to be, and I don't know, I don't want to necessarily call it a plot device, but I think that's going to be kind of one of the things where he's going to tell her you've earned this because you don't want it. Yeah. Kind of a thing. This is just like, good. You shouldn't want it. This is a piece of your journey that you've like a a test that you didn't know you were taking that you passed. Well, and I think we're also going to find out a little bit more about the beginning of the Jedi. They're at this. It's like the one ring, but way cooler. Yeah. It's way cooler mm. than One Ring. <laughs> I'll give that one to you. Everything in this is way cooler than One Ring. Anyways, uh, uh, they're at the very uh, first Jedi Temple, and this is where the Order of the Jedi began. And I think we're going to see some of the back, you know, this is how the Jedi came to be. And not only am I really interested, I think we're going to, about this, we're going to see the idea how jedi originally were i don't think they were originally devoid of emotion i think they're as luke is i don't think we know someone yeah. who can accept yeah. I, I know and I think, i'm presuming here i, I don't i think don't, we're about done here's the thing i don't <laughs> yeah, want to presume i don't want to presume boys. about what was before because <laughs> lucas tried that once Let, let's mm. let's put a bow on this because i think now we're just speculating we, we literally okay so this movie was two hours two hours and 16 minutes running time including credits and we spent north of three hours three hours ten minutes four seconds and so more. i think we actually reined ourselves in pretty good uh toward the end <laughs> um but bright spot uh no i i we're, i think we just do a hard close we've talked no about i don't think we can i think we got to talk about what what our our pivotal uh, moments all right. were all right yeah. go for it sam you go for me and, and i could go easy but i'm not uh my moment that i just thought was it just spoke to me I love the hug between Poe Dameron and Finn as they're getting ready to go off and fight on the planet. I they, bro- they broed it up, and now they're like, shit, we may never see each other. Peace out, homie. And they're gone. All right. Bryce, what do you got? Uh, I'm going to go with Han and Leia hugging. Yeah, that's a pretty big one. Oh, yeah. That was good. Yeah. Because that's sort of the the the, the broken relationship is the focus of the movie and specifically how that relates to Kylo. So, and that's the last time they see each other. Yeah. Yep. yep. I give you that. Oh man. There's like a dozen, but the, the two that stick out. Well, there's, 
Never mind. There's like a dozen that stick out of my mind. But, uh, the one I already kind of said, uh, because I've never actually, like I've said, I've had chills before, but I've never actually gotten chills at something. So mine is going to have to be the moment where the, the battle turns in the Kylo and, and Ray saber fight. And she pulls the saber instead of, you know, having it fly towards Kylo. So yeah. mine, mine was kind of somewhere along those lines. And that was when she, uh, when she kind of realized that, he was going to try and mold her in his image if she allowed it and and decided to to just give in to the force and let it decide what she was going to do and yeah. whooped his ass um my close second though is going to be the moment where she meets luke and he turns around and takes his hood off that that oh, yeah. yeah yes yeah. actually and, and not even so much that is when you see him staring off the edge of the temple yes um and only because I read an interview with him recently where he said there was a moment when he, when he was in Scotland that brought him back to being 17 and on Tatooine yep. again. And it reminded that, me of the backdrop. It turns out sons. it was my only scene in the movie. <laughs> I, I, I know. Wistful, I know. Yeah. But, but it, it says something though, that the only scene that he's actually physically involved in was Is that powerful. Powerful. You know with what I mean? no dialogue with no I, dialogue. It's exactly. one of the most memorable to, and, and you look back to the one that he's talking about that scene on the rim of the crater on Tatooine with the, the backdrop of the two suns and the, the, the French horn going off. It's just like, I am going to forever remember that. I'm also going to forever remember that scene here with him where it showed he's looking off and you're like, that's motherfucking Luke Skywalker. All right, everybody, that's the whatever special episode covering The Force Awakens. Ah. We'll be back probably to do our next one. I think we're, we've decided it's kind of going to be the Man of Steel one. Man of Steel, for sure. Yeah, so look for a Man of Steel roundtable in the in the near future. Um, but if you want to give us your feedback on this episode, you can always find us on Twitter at Show. You can like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash show, And you can email all of your questions and shit to at what, uh, whatever questions, questions at yeah, it's four thirty. It's four thirty in the morning right now. Uh, so we're gonna fuck shit up. Parting thirty in the morning. I'm not milking cows. Parting so. parting thought is, um, thank you Disney. Thank you J.J. Abrams. Uh, you've given us what we've wanted as Star Wars fans for the last thirty two years. Yeah. All right, everybody. See you later. Good morning. Good night.